authentic dice. Real people playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, there's no subtlety this time. I dove right in. <laughs> okay. Hi, Internet. My name is Todd, and uh, I'm going to be the DM for tonight's game. We're playing some Dungeons and Dragons, although I, I must admit I was watching some uh, Roll For It, I think it's called. Uh, Shadowrun, another uh, streamer, and it made me get the Shadowrun itch, and Steve was talking about Shadowrun, so I was like, ah, ah, ah. Anyway, so that might be coming up as well, like a special uh, throw to or something. Anywho, for tonight, we're going to be playing some Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm here with some lovely people. Let's go meet them. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. I'm, I'm sorry. Did, did one of you just moo? Don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to be playing some Dungeons & Dragons. We're going to meet everybody. Uh, if this is your first time here, audience, um, thank you very much. And don't forget, you can always check us out on, uh, what is it, uh, the podcast places. Uh, shout out to Utah for like the third week in a row. Um, so thanks very much. Uh, and... Uh, um, don't forget, you can check that out on all the potty class places. Uh, you can also see YouTube. Uh, all of our stuff is up on there uh, for SideQuest Live. That's, uh, SideQuest is all one word like that. And then Live is separate. I don't know why. Uh, it just is. SideQuest seemed like a single word to me. I don't know. I does English. Uh, anyway, so uh, we are going to be playing some Dungeons & Dragons, but you can check out all our previous stuff, including the Shadowruns. Uh, and I actually want to dig up some of the old, old Shadowruns that we did. Uh, well, that's where I met Timely, actually. Uh, and uh, that'd be really fun to dig out some of those. And, and when we are on various vacations, I'm going to probably set that up to drop out uh, so people can catch up on the old stuff. Although the formatting, um, we were still kind of learning our stuff. So our formatting was a little less formal, a little more actual play. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's that. And um, what else is going on? Uh, oh, you can check it out live on the Twitch or on the YouTube. And if you are watching us live, we usually play Wednesdays at around 9 o'clock p.m. That's Eastern Standard Time. At the sound of the tone, it will be after that because I'm chronically late. Beep. The truth comes out. <laughs> so uh, He's out of denial, folks. <laughs> that this is, this is con true confessions of a dungeon master. Um... <laughs> Sometimes, uh, sometimes I uh, roll something and then I roll it again if I don't like it. Actually, that's not true. Uh, but I will sometimes give myself advantage or disadvantage, uh, or just hope to. Ho I, I really do hope my players succeed. But if they don't, I want you to fail spectacularly. Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of making the story come to life, I also want to say uh, that. We also incorporate live viewer suggestions. And how that works is you make a suggestion in chat, uh, and we will obviously try our best to see it live. Uh, I've got a little chat window right there. Um, but if I happen to miss it, obviously, I will put it in the bank, and we'll try to uh, get to your suggestions for later as well. Uh, thanks very much, Beard of Twigs. Hmm, who could that be? 
Anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, but yes, we do incorporate live suggestions uh, for names and plot twists and ideas, just no insta-kills. All right, that's enough out of my mouth for now. Let's go meet these lovely people around the table. Speaking of bearded people, hey, dude, why don't you start us off there, Steve? Well, Gex Techford, yeah. He's been... Uh... He's been kind of quietly. I mean, you all know who he is. So, so let's 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 get into his inner thoughts for a second here. He's been quietly biding his time. You know, he, he's he's a kind of guy. You know, chaotic neutral, obviously. But but there's a certain part of him that, like, if he's in your group, he's in your group, right? He's with you. But at the same time, he does have an ulterior motive. Now, that ulterior motive may be good for the group. It may put the group at risk, maybe terrible for the group, and maybe uh, maybe it's part of a grander scheme, and maybe it's just an itch he's got to scratch. I don't know. It's there, but he's biding his time. Currently right. biding his time, unconscious on a beach. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's got to have hobbies. Right. Extended long rest. Exactly. It's an extended okay. long. It's kind of crawled ashore and thump. All right. It was a rough <laughs> night, to be fair. It was a very rough night for everybody. Um, all right. Let's yeah. let's keep going around the horn. Uh, let's go over to... Um, let's jump over to Hilda, the the other person on the beach. Uh, <laughs> also known as... Played by Timely. Hello. So I play Hilda. High school dropout. Dwarf paladin. Um... Uh, was spectacularly bad rolls last time. Oh my Somehow god, yes. failed onto the beach. You know. <laughs> yeah, failed her way up. That's what you did. <laughs> uh, that's one way to get to the beach. Failing that, your way up it. Absolutely. A, it is a one way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, so you're, you're, ki you're a paladin, if I remember correctly, right? All right, awesome. And uh, and a dwarf paladin at that. Uh, all right, so let's keep going around the horn, you know, like we do. Uh, let's go and meet our good friend, Carl. Hey, well, I, for one, am happy that Todd remembers our names. I do sometimes. And... <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So, uh, hi, I'm Carl. I'm playing um, your resident uh, Total Twilight cleric uh tillman and unlike gex he does not have a clue what he's doing he's <laughs> not biding his time and he's going with the flow for now <laughs> for now until something happens oh that reminds me i have to find the art that timely threw together for last week so i know what it, it's out of order but i just want it I want to visualize this, and I hope that everybody else gets to visualize this. I just have to find it. That's not the button. There it is. There it is. I'm just going to grab that and throw it up on your face there, Carl, because it is a thing of beauty. So thank you to Timely. We always uh, showcase your art up on the Instagram feed as well. So thanks. And you can check us out at SideQuest Live uh, on the Instagram. All one word that time, though, because I'm annoying. All right, uh, and that uh, did. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off though. There, Carl. Did you want to say anything else? Maybe inner thoughts by uh, by uh, 
<laughs> Dave Tillman. Inner Thoughts by Dave Tillman. This glowing shard. Starting to realize that's a bit, probably a bit more important than what he initially thought. But while being mellow and seeming unknowing of many things, he's noticed um, the reactions of his teammates as well. And he's a bit more guarded of what he's carrying than he was before. Interesting. Okay, so Tillman's learning some stuff. Suspicious. Suspicious. Although the rest of the party d is aware that you are carrying such things. Uh, at least oh, yeah. partly. You the, the secret's out. That thing you stole or um, earned. I mean, come on. You guys all earned that. That was pretty legit. Uh, but anyway. I think technically, technically we earned the chance to steal it, didn't we? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was a team effort for stealing it in the middle of a contest versus another team. Uh, and you guys thieved it real good. Speaking of real good thieves, let's jump over and talk to Gordon. Not Gordon. Gordon's not a thief. Gordon is a player. Yeah. But he's playing a thief. Let's let's go see Gordon. Huh. Hey, playing Rook, who's a phantom rogue. And uh, last session, he actually had a bunch of amazing roles. Um, when it came to the ship and um i guess where we left it off all things he, that came after yeah <laughs> yeah he i guess we left it at a bit of a, a cliffhanger as he made a shocking um discovery and a realization of something yeah and if uh, the viewers want to check that out check that out if the players want to check it out go yourself you no spoilers i'm just kidding or but, you could just i mean you could just see how this plays you out. could you could play you could you could yes, act you could. i understand that is a thing people can do uh all right so we're looking forward to seeing where all of that goes exactly exactly you and me and rook are in in the water if i recall correctly right yes so where you left off on the map and if we jump over to said things uh, you and Rook are sort of not too far from the ship, actually. Uh, Tillman and Rook bobbing in the waves. Tillman, in particular, dove down to try and rescue Rook, who sunk to the bottom, and then suddenly kind of not disappear, but is incredibly hard to find at the bottom. And Tillman's thrashing around in the water, looking, circling back, um, pretty comfortable under the water, uh, but not able to find his friend Rook in the chop of the surf. Uh, now... A little bit away, ways, about 50 feet closer to shore, Hilda was busy, almost drowning, uh, getting to the edge. She had forgotten her fancy swimmer, swimmer's armor, and so she managed to get most of the way to shore and then get a good old lungful. It's like ch choking on your own saliva just at the last mile. Um, and you would got a good old lungful in her, just gasping and spitting. Uh, then up pops Gex, who powered his way to shore with some excellent rolls, towing a rope even. And um, he goes over and uh, pulls her, f grabs her arm and grabs and drags her the last few feet to shore. It's the classic drag yourself up, gasping for air after a long storm, stormy night, almost crashing your ship. And you 
wash yourself up on the shore, the waves crashing around you, and gasp and collapse, exhausted with a face full of sand. And that is where we left off. So, what do you want to do? Mm. I'm going to be swimming up to the surface. Right, not die. All right, boom. All of a sudden, Tillman, you spot Rook just pushing off and, like, trying to pull towards the surface. Rook, I need you to make an athletics check. Already then. And we start the game off with 10. 10. All right. It is really quite rough weather. And as a result, the waves are crashing around you. You've already held yourself down to the point of taking drowning damage. You are struggling to get to the surface. And you are currently going to take two points of drowning damage. As you get more water just coming up, presses its way up your nose. And you're struggling. Your lungs are burning as you pull your way towards the surface. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like you might make it. So I'm going to get you to do a constitution saving throw, please. Uh, okay. And I know, Internet, this isn't how drowning works, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. 16. 16. Okay, you managed to just clench your throat to stop more water from getting down there. The lungs just instinctively howling, but you managed to get towards <laughs> that surface as your head... Uh, hold your breath, so you're not officially drowning quite yet. Uh, Tillman, you see him coming. This is not turn order, so jump in whenever you want to. You can see him struggling. Yep. I'll swim towards him. Nice. You're very close. In fact, you were almost right on top of him when he went by. You turn around. Um, I'm going to get you to do an athletics check for me. Uh, do you have a swim speed as a turtle? don't think so. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to do an athletics check at disadvantage, because I'm assuming you're grabbing him and trying to kick towards the surface. 11. 11. Okay, Aww. well, you're, he, he's, he's basically stops swimming as you're going and starts to almost instinctively, uh, it's almost that panic fight or flight type thing. Uh, Rook, go ahead and make an attack roll, please. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> Seventeen. Okay. Uh, can uh, you roll a d6 as well? Because I'm just curious if you're, if you would be under the water with a dagger or just bare fist. Uh, I don't think I'd be holding a dagger. Probably not if you're desperate to swim. Point. Also, if you drop the dagger, you can just bamf it back in your hand. All right, it's fine. Uh, it was under three, so you're just focused on swimming. So if something grabs you, trying to hold you down, and you're just instinctively. Uh, so what's your strength modifier? My strength modifier is mm -hmm. zero. Okay, so you do one point of damage to Dave Tillman as you punch him in the in the sh mostly shell, just a little bit in the side of the sh collarbone, uh, which is actually something that you know drowning people do. All right, um, so you're struggling to get towards the surface, Gex. You are barely conscious, looking around on the on the way the waves crashing to shore. You can see your ship anchored, probably about a hundred feet offshore, just. <laughs> crashing on the waves. 
It's okay, it's anchored, but it is uh, pretty rough weather. What do you want to do? Um, so where I see, can I see Tillman or Rook at the surface? Um, I'm going to say do a perception check. We'll see if you spot them. Let's see if I spot them at all. Uh, what is my perception modifier? I can't remember my modifier. So 16. 16. You did very well. However, you didn't manage to spot them. They are technically under the water and it's pretty lots of waves. You can see the rope that you dropped kind of just mm -hmm. bobbing in the waves a little bit. The hemp and rope leading back to the ship. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I was thinking is I want to kind of grab the end of the rope and just hold it so that if by any chance they come up near it, they can grab the rope and either come to shore or go to the ship and I'll kind of make sure that the rope is taut at my end. You got it. So uh, I will keep an eye out for them. You grab the other the end of the rope and tug it towards the shore. Now it is quite a large, beautiful beach at a glance. Now it's nighttime, so you have, but you got a pretty good roll. Uh, the starlight above, and uh, the, you know, uh, it's it's pretty dim, but you can tell the trees on the shore are several, like, they're a good long ways off, like, a, maybe 100 feet, maybe a bit more. Um, so it's a big expanse of beautiful sand uh, and the waves on the shore. If it wasn't, you know, a storm and a near shipwreck uh, and your friends possibly drowning, it'd be a beautiful sight. Uh, but you do so, have, have sure. the rope. With his uh, newly acquired naval experience, would Gex have any kind of clue what the tide situation currently is? You can go ahead and do a nature check for me if you want to know. Nature. 16. That's probably good enough. You have a good idea of the tides. Uh, unless this region is weird, you know that uh, just prior to morning will be the, the high point of tides. And then uh, as morning goes on, it'll start to get lower. So the, you're pretty close to morning right now. Um, sorry, reverse that. Uh, so it, right about now would be considered low-ish tide, kind of maybe three quarters low. And then it'll it'll increase from here during the day. And, and some of this beach will disappear uh, probably about half, exactly. but it's hard to tell. Yeah. If I if I look around at the shoreline, I'm sure I'd be able to observe. Yeah, the little line where some kind of high water mark is, and if it's above us, then I. My concern is I want to make sure the ship isn't going to beach right, or if it's anchored far enough out, if the tide drops, if the tide's already low, I'm not going to worry about it. So you, where I drew that little line in the sand, about halfway up the beach is probably the, uh, eh, maybe not quite that far up. It's okay. a very large sandy beach. That's probably so high just... tide. Uh, hold on, I'll just move that ever so slightly, if it'll let me. Come on, let me. Let me oh. The racing's not real. There we go. So the high tide point is probably maybe 20 feet behind you right now, uh, and it's probably going to go down about, yeah, you're about halfway right now. Yeah, so well, the I ship guess should I be okay. the captain not to be stupid and oblivious. That's true. You <laughs> could assume that might okay. work. I'll just keep an eye out for the uh, for the two strange acquaintances who are under the water. All right. So you grab the rope. Oh. Uh, H Hilda, what are you doing? Uh, I am, well, after taking a huge gulp of, I'm oh, yeah. assuming, salt water. Do a constitution saving throw for me. <laughs> uh, 
17. Oh, you're fine. The Dwarven Constitution. Oh, okay. You just kind of cough up a little bit of it and get most of it out. You're feeling, you're feeling a lot better now that you got some sand underneath you. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, uh, well, I guess I'm going to push myself up to standing position, all four feet in one inch. Uh, and I'm going to probably look towards the ship, maybe see if I can spot or strange acquaintances. Sure thing. Perception check, please. Real dice. 18. 18. Uh, that's pretty good. You actually do manage to make out a... Sl uh, and you, you've got dark vision, so um, that'll help. You manage to make out a slight shape that could be Tillman somewhere underneath the white waves, but it's, it's hard to tell at this distance and uh, with all the crashing waves. You get an approximate idea. He's kind of near the rope, about halfway. So you get an idea where Tillman okay. is. All right, Tillman, you were going to say something. What's up? Uh, Tillman, man, I got to make a mental note, man. I totally deserve that. Next time, I'll ask for consent. And then I'll grab. Damn right. <laughs> Although, and underwater. Yeah. All right, so uh, do you... You and Rook, if you want to... Oh. oh, what do you want to do? I don't know. I'll, I'll, it, I'll try and grab him again so I can bring him to shore. Or at least give him a turtle hug so that he can spit out some of the water. Absolutely. All right, do an athletics check for me. Um, and this time you do tap him a few times to, like, let him know. All right, that's good. That's good, I like that. <laughs> Disadvantage again, or...? Um, actually, because he kind of kicked you off, uh, I'm going to say straight roll, and, uh, unless he's somehow battling you for it. 21. 21. All right, and Rook, can you do one more athletics check for me? Routine. All right, Ooh. between the two of you, with the 21 really does, you're, you're, at least not punching him and pushing him away. He manages to get you under one arm and just heave for the uh, for the surface. You break through the surface and come up gasping. A few seconds later, um, uh, you see him on the shore. Uh, you see the, uh, the people on the shore. You see him. And the two of them begin to make their way. And you actually spot the rope after a few seconds. And so uh, it's not a challenge after that because Gex is pulling it tight. You can actually kind of use it to help pull you in the right direction. Uh, you still have to kick and all that to stay up, but it's definitely a lot easier. Unless you want to... Do you want to head to the shore or to the ship? To the shore. Okay. So you guys go paddling up to the shore uh, and drag yourselves on. Uh, Tillman, you're feeling pretty good, but Rook, you are not used to this level of exhaustion and you spend the next... Well, do a constitution saving throw for me. Oof. Okay, 2d6. You spend the next four rounds legit vomiting. Uh, like, oh. just not dry heaves, because it's very wet heaves. Uh, just all this salt water, just just desperately gagging and coughing, and like, <laughs> Tillman's busy patting on the back. <laughs> uh, you are all more or less safely ashore on this 
sandy island somewhere north of the front uh, frontiers spin okay welcome ashore what do you want to hey do guys as your resident healer you guys look like shit um so uh, i don't know if you got i don't know if you guys want have a short or long rest. Uh, I got some potions and I got some spells I can use. Uh, leave me to last. I'll, I'll probably be okay. All right. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'll be okay, Dave. I just would like to get my armor <laughs> from the ship. <laughs> oh, like, well, how are the seas are still rough or? Uh, they're still pretty rough, but you're a pretty strong swimmer, um, You and you've got the rope attached, so so long as somebody's holding this end of the rope, uh, I'm going to say it's, if you take your time with it, it's a pretty low DC to, to get back towards the ship. They can throw a, a ladder down, and you can go a, go on up. It'll yeah. be a bit of a task, but um, but yeah, that'll work. Okay. Yeah, I'll go get the armor, sure. Ah, Anything for Hilda. You guys do that, but I mean, what's the plan here? We're... This isn't the island we want to be on, right? No. Uh, it well, actually before... is. Well, do a uh, navigation check, uh, Rook. Actually, Rook's pretty much gagging and vomiting, so you're yeah, not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before uh, before I uh, I left, I, I gave Hilda the two remaining potions I have. Oh yeah. So the. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I can, offer, can I can I run that navigation check? <laughs> uh, I mean, you could certainly try. Sure, you're just trying to do some mental math, drawing in the sand. Uh, go ahead and roll yeah. survival, or yeah, just survival. <laughs> or what about water vehicles? <laughs> uh, I'll lower the DC because you are proficient. Yeah, I'll just throw it. Uh, Seventeen. That's pretty good. Um, now, as you recall from last time, you uh, you were making your way, uh, and it was about a day approximately north to this island that you wanted to get to. You were making your way in your storm. Uh, or Actually, you were doing fine. You went to bed. Uh, you, it was not your shift. You had a good long sleep, and then they roused you in the middle of your uh, towards the end of your sleep, sometime near morning, uh, and you managed to basically travel for about a good eight hours before the storm hit. Then you all struggled to keep the ship together during the storm for better part of an hour, maybe more. So it was about nine, ten hours of travel. And with the heavy winds from the storm, you guys made excellent time. So it could very well be that island. It's it's hard to tell without yeah, but it, confirming. Right. But it's not Varun, obviously. That's, no. that's kind of my... No, it's not so that we... island. This yeah, was the our island you were going to beach. Yeah, our purpose of coming here was to effect repairs to the ship. So, um... Yeah, I'm gonna definitely go... yeah so I'm going to go back to the ship because i got to talk to the captain about what the plan for the ship is, right? Are we going to beach it or are we going to try and repair it at anchor? Alright, so I'm going to get you to do an athletics check, uh, but the DC is not too high because of, of the rope. I'm going to assume Hilda can stay on the shore and heave on the rope and keep it. Right, you give me a low DC and I rolled a 24. Damn. <laughs> I All right. Later. 
There's like one. you actually you're running along the rope to back to the ship. <laughs> He's, he's, he's just on his back like pulling the rope but he's leaving a wake he's going so far yeah. they lower the rope ladder for you and you just keep going up the rope that you're already on all the way up to the <laughs> like that. Like... I don't need that one. you pull yourself onto shore uh, onto behold boat. the old man strength nice it's ropey is what it is it's those muscles they're just alright so you jump onto shore ropey? and the captain's just like is everyone alright Seems to be, Captain. Oh, that well, was some storm. Yeah, by my calculation, though, I think we ended up at the island we were intending to uh, pause for repairs. So what are you thinking? Tammy is not too far behind him. She looks rough, but she did get some healing, so she's kind of bandaged across the chest, mostly a bit across her face. Uh, she comes uh, kind of limping up with the kind of a, using a, uh, a spear, actually, for a uh, kind of a crutch. Not a, under the arm, but, you know, just as a as a cane. And she comes walking. I I think so. It's um, a bit hard to tell, given the, the storm. But when it clears, I'll be able to confirm. Um, At least we're out of the worst of it. Well, uh... Uh, part of the reason why I ask, Captain, is we seem to be probably at three quarters of a rising tide. So we need to decide whether we want to pull further in shore in order to beach the ship uh, while it's at when, when the low tide hits, or do we want to try to effect repairs at anchor? Well, um, my I'm thought is for you to consider is we could uh, we could scrape the hull and kill two birds with one stone, thus allowing us an extra couple of knots at high speed. Mm, absolutely. However, let's wait till the storm breaks. Uh, let's also hope... Let's also hope that our anchors hold. Oh. Alright. So you've confirmed with them... Um, he, the captain does agree, like, it sounds like a good idea to at least partially beach it so that they can kind of get up under that side and make sure everything's watertight underneath uh, on the one side where the damage was. Uh, however, not during rough weather. So you guys have the night. Uh, do you want to spend it on the boat or on the shore? Well, morning, really. It's a couple hours until the storm looks like uh, it'll break. It is. Is Rook still vomiting? Uh, he's managed to stop vomiting, but he is exhausted. And you actually take a point of exhaustion. Like... Would you like a healing potion? Uh, uh, Dave left me two bottles. Um, from my med school expertise, I can discern that one seems to be of a healing variety. <laughs> I Thank you, but I have my own healing potions. Okay. Uh, I think I'm probably just going to get some rest. So, so I'm glad you're okay. I was, I jumped in trying to help you. Um, yeah. I thought I was going to be washed out to sea. Who knew? <laughs> Thank uh, you. Yeah, what's up? Uh, and I, I'm just going to check with, uh, I guess, quartermaster, whoever, if we have, uh, Tents. I know normally that 
would be something you might have on a ship. Um, definitely there's tarps and poles and ropes, so you can rig up a, a, a kind of tent pretty easily. Yeah, so I'm gonna grab some of that, throw it in. Uh, throw it in one there of there are life rafts and uh, and, yeah, exactly. and small rowboats and tenders and stuff. I'm gonna take that and take enough of that in a rowboat. Grab a couple of dudes and go to shore and set that up so that um, those people who are on the shore can just uh, get out of potential rain and weather and whatnot. Sounds good. All right, just pause for one second. Internet, I'm gonna need you to name my semen. I mean, the two seamen who are going to be helping. What? <laughs> so we need two names, Internet. All right. Uh, so back to the main thing. Uh, <laughs> and I, I only see two two viewers. So Steve, Steve, you probably get to name our se Steve. Go ahead and name my seamen. Um, well, one of them's going to be Squirt. Squirt. <laughs> that direct <laughs> it, oh and the other one is uh jill and uh and jonas so uh i'm gonna say jonas jill. his nickname gil, gil. gil i'm sorry gil is nicknamed squirt and jonas uh will have a nickname nickname that we will add later thank you old mustang farts gaming thank you oh, old musty farts thank you these are this is what I live for. We're legit. <laughs> All right, thank We're you, legit. Gil and Jonas, and one of them is nicknamed Squirt. All right, so you uh, take the tender to shore. You manage to pull up. Uh, even between the three of you, you manage to wrestle it through the waves uh, without it capsizing. However, if you were going much further in distance, eh, there'd be some rolling involved. Um, but you do manage to get to shore and pull out and set up a, a basic camp. Uh, and I'm imagining somebody's gonna try to get a fire going, right? I got this. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna just take a sleep. <laughs> Healing. Ooh, Tillman. Boy Scout was definitely... Jonas is Skipper, and Gil is Gilligan. Ah, uh, nice. I love it. And um, I think that what that means is they have a nickname for Gex, and they call him Squirt. Because we got to use that one. It's called the Goliath Squirt. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah, that All tracks. Right. <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, kind of move a little bit away from the shore. Um, uh, you can go and look around the the tree line if you want. Uh, it looks like the shore goes hundreds of feet in both directions. Um, at least Tillman's crazy level of 300 feet of dark vision. Um, you can see really well that the shore, the beach extends at least 300 feet in both directions. This massive white sand beach, although it, it's a night. Um, and the, sh the tree line is probably a good even still a good 80 feet away. And you kind of set up one of these tents, weigh it down with rocks and, and pythons, pitons, pitons. What do we, what yeah, do we say? Cl closer to tree lines. So we avoid high tide, right? Yeah. Good call. All right. So you move it up a little bit and set up a little campfire and uh, a little tent. And those who want to take either a short or long rest, feel free. 
I would like to do a long rest. Are we doing <clears throat> rotations or? I'll take a short rest. I can be first watch. Uh, I'm going to take a long rest. But would like make sure other people are like we're not defenseless. Absolutely. Uh, I'll take the the last watch. Well, I'm going to take a rest, but before I do, I'm just going to get my familiar to sit up and keep a watch. Wake oh. us up if there is danger. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I get perception checks from uh, Hilda and Gex's familiar? Fami what do you call it? Familiar. Okay. Oh, danger. I get it. That's what I was laughing at. And there is a small tent, so... Actually, it's a pretty good-sized tarp, so, you know. It's probably about a uh, better part of 12 feet long when you finally weigh it all down. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh Hilda. Oh, oh Hilda, no. You oh, <laughs> don't know what's going on. So, for those listening at home, Hilda has rolled five, a glorious five, and uh, and Gex is familiar, pulled off a 14. All right, so Hilda, you're sitting there, and just the rhythmic sounds of the waves and, and the beautiful night as the storm slowly subsides, and the sun's coming, come up now, and this beautiful sunrise just brings you this sense of peace and safety and your eyes begin to droop and you nod off. Uh, everybody else is currently sleeping except for Gex is familiar and uh, uh, it's, you're familiar as a sea eagle if I remember correctly, yeah? Apparently it is a sea eagle. Alright. And so uh, the sea eagle is busy perched uh, kind of up on the on the one of the supports for the tent, a crossbeam type thing, and just looking in all directions, and and the first watch passes without incident. <clears throat> the storm blows over. It is now. Um, it started out as a gray day, but now it's it's beginning to become lighter and brighter, and then finally the sun peeks through the dark clouds, and then it it begins to blow away, and you're left with this beautiful. It's about 10 o'clock, a uh, beautiful sunny day uh, begins to make itself known. All right. Um, Hilda fell asleep, and so no one else is going to be roused. Um, so you all uh, tend to stay asleep. Can I get uh, a volunteer? Can I get you to please do a D100 roll for me? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> As I check my handy dandy chart of nonsense. Almost drowning, really. Do you guys want Hilda to roll for you? <laughs> three comes up with a three. Three percent. Nice. All right. And I quote smooth sailing. So you all wake up at about two in the afternoon. Hilda, you've been you've fallen asleep in the sunshine. Everyone else is under the tent. Um, and so, sort of like oh, red. Oh yeah, you've got a wicked beginning of a. You had a good base. You've been sailing, so, but, but you're definitely <laughs> toastier on one side than the other. And uh, it you matches got a, my hair. 
come to as this seagull starts pecking at your foot. And you're just like, what? And then the eagle kind of hops down and screeches at it. Give us a screech there, um, Gex. Yeah! <laughs> the mic cut out, but that's probably for the best. Um, yeah! Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the seagull startles and goes away. And uh, you all kind of rouse and realize you overslept. All right, you're on the beach. It's a beautiful Is my exhaustion day. gone then, I guess? Your exhaustion is gone. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, the sand and the waves and just everything on this beach was so peaceful. <laughs> I must have fallen asleep. Yeah, I'm surprised I sleep that long at my age. Oh, yeah, I get up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> you gotta run and pee as you're saying that line. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well okay I'm gonna go uh, have a look and see how repairs are going well I'll just kind of look at the ship and see what's going on sure do a perception check for me perception check 19 19 nice so you can see at a glance, they haven't really started major repairs yet. They've been keeping keeping it steady, making sure it's not going to uh, end up on the shore. Uh, and it seems that the anchors have held. Uh, and you can't, you actually have to walk down the beach a ways to get to the side that's damaged to be able to see it. So you take a little, a little walk kind of along the shore a little bit. Uh, and uh, you, now you can see kind of where the damage was on the, oh, wrong way, port side. Uh, and so you end up, you can see they've got the basic boards and tar uh, in place. So it's it's got like a waist-high kind of railing thing going on. It's like a little a little Juliet balcony in the side of the ship where the octopi had just torn it, torn into it. Uh, but thankfully, it looks like it seems, seems about as good as it was. And there's a couple people just slopping tar on it and uh, making ready. Okay, I'm going to tell uh, the two lackeys, Gilly and, Gilly and Skippy, Skippy and Gilly, get, <laughs> get, yourselves, uh, get yourselves in that boat, back to that ship. You're going to get a couple of saws, a couple of axes. We're going to replace, we're going to mill some timber out here in order to uh, have, to restock our repair supplies on that ship before we leave. Uh, aye, aye, sir. Sure. Get on with it. And aye, aye. And they both go off to find their, uh, they kind of pull themselves along and half paddle, half pull themselves back to the ship, grab the tools he requested, start making their way back. Um, Meanwhile, what does everyone else want to do? I'm just going to check, like, I don't want to, like, stray too far, but I want to check the surroundings. Like, where are we? Is there anything, you know, like, any danger imminently close by now that it's sunrise? Sure. That was going to be the uh, next thing I said, was I was going to suggest who wants to go for a stroll. <laughs> oh, I, I, mean. I think I was going to check to see if there was, like, food that we could find. Yeah, fresh water and food. That's all like that. Do. So, like, I think, like, not going alone, I think there should at least be, like, two all or right. three of us just to... 
Well, why don't we say, uh, unless Tillman has other ideas, maybe the three of you go and do that while Gex is yep. directing. All right. So can I get uh, t either two of you uh, to roll? Actually, why the hell not? Let's do all three of you. Do a perception check. Do Polly. Yeah, get off my desk. <laughs> do you perceive? Not very well. Ooh, 18! Hey! Oh, look at that! Oh my god. Hey, Molly, you're a guess... lucky charm. <laughs> the kitty cat rolled that one, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so 18, 13 for Tillman, and 11 for for Rook. Not not too great. Um, So, for, except uh, Hilda did alright. So you're looking particularly for food. Um, there's quite a difference of various trees uh, on this island. Some of them are kind of uh, taller than others. There's some lower palms, and you can actually see some bananas and some coconuts. Uh, and uh, you're kind of just keeping your eye open for any streams or anything, and you, you haven't found that yet, uh, either Dave or Rook. Just kind of keeping your eyes and ears open. Um, and after I'll a little while, right back. Sorry. yeah, no worries. And uh, after a little while, Hilda, you actually uh, probably a good, I don't know, couple, maybe a hundred feet, maybe two hundred feet further down the beach, but right at the tree line, uh, you can see there's a a cluster of like coconut trees, and a bunch of them have already fallen down, and and so it's easy pickings for some coconuts. Hey, I I see. Are coconuts like a common thing in D and D? Like with Hilda? Yeah, yeah, with her. <laughs> okay. Roll a history. Hey, uh, I, wait, I'm curious. <laughs> Roll a history or nature check to see if Hilda knows what a coconut is. So, if it was a nature check, that'd be an 18. But if it was a history check, it would be a 21. Oh, you've read oh. about these. Oh, I've read about. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's standard I know dwarf survival <laughs> training um, for those underground palm trees, mm -hmm. coconut trees. Uh, no, but you definitely have heard about coconuts, and you've heard about people eating the flesh of the coconuts, cracking them open using rocks or tools. Um, you you're familiar with coconuts. In fact, you turn one over and you're like. That looks like it's been bashed by a sharp edge. Didn't quite get all the way through, but this one has been smashed on something. It's not on the rock at the base of the tree. No. This looks like it was hit with something. Probably something sharp. All right. Either. So, as I'm looking at it, I'll... I'll say to Dave and Rook, looks like we might have company on this island. Whether or not they still are here? Because they certainly didn't get through to this coconut. Uh, but or it could have are. just been something that they that got left accidentally, carelessly. They, don't, they weren't expecting other company. We shouldn't dally here. We should stick near the ship until we find out how, like, what if 
what we're dealing with. Yeah. If anybody wants to do an investigation check for me. Sure. Thirteen. Oh, Thirteen. Uh, tell okay. me with a fifteen. Oh, nice. All right. So, Rook's kind of just tossing this coconut that Hilda handed him uh, a little bit around, and Dave reaches over, looks at it, sniffs it, <laughs> taps where the where the little scratch is. It's like, yeah, that's a fresh cut. This thing was on the tree like recently, and the fresh it, it's not dried out or anything it's probably like at max a couple hours old how many footsteps on the sand so go ahead and uh well i'm gonna you can do another investigation check for me but i'm gonna do it with disadvantage because you guys have been walking around a bit you might have obscured no no nah, nah, screw it straight straight roll what about survival does that count for oh yeah if you got survival or? you could do that too tracking and 18. Uh, no, no, straight roll. Straight roll. <laughs> All right. Eight. So, Tillman, 18. you're like having a religious experience with this coconut. <laughs> you you rolled an eight, so you're just very distracted. You're like, you're like CSI coconutting, like in the fibers, and you sniff them. And you're like, ah, shoo! Um, and it's. Yeah, it's you're fully into this coconut, man. You're 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 grooving on the coconut right now, and yeah. whatever. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Rook, you take a look around for some footprints, and you do manage to see some scuffed footprints, kind of right along the edge of the shore. Uh, right where the sand meets the kind of forest up and over some rocks and so on they disappear but then boom boom a couple of stretches through like a sandy section and it looks like humanoid um probably it's hard to tell uh, with an 18 you can tell that they were a medium-sized humanoid um you can't tell if it's human or what but um and they they appear to have been barefoot and they they were moving kind of on this map if up was north as it always apparently is in my maps uh they were moving east along the shore from where you were and there were probably about maybe 70 feet from where you camped i point that out like footsteps humanoid moving east do you want to follow them so so back to where we were or backtrack them. You could go the other way as well. It's up to you. They stretch in the west direction as well? Uh, they do. And they go for probably another... Well, you can spot them out to about 50 feet from just where you're standing once they're pointed out. Uh, but And those are a little more lazy. In just They're not trying to keep to the rocks or anything. Like They're kind of stumbling around, face the shore for a little bit, wander down up towards the water and back towards the show uh towards the tree where you are then then they got kind of up in amongst the rocks and over the sand, uh, uh over the grass uh sections more as it moved further east 
Uh, right about now, Gex, your work crew is is almost back, and they kind of they pull themselves up on the sand. Uh, you go down and help them offload some of the tools, and um, uh, Gil is, uh, uh, you know, it, he's taking a big bundle of tools and hatchets and saws and stuff, and Skipper seems to be securing the boat. Oh, all right. Where, where do you want us to um, go? You start with that clump of trees over there. Take them down one at a time. Square them. Mill them to inch and a half. Um, I don't understand most of those words. All right. Cut the tree down. Pull it out onto the beach. We'll go from there. Uh, aye, aye, sir. So the two of them <laughs> check one two where I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I don't know what's going on. Weird. Oh, no. This voice. is a, this is what we call Tadio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, it's it stuck does. on telephone. What the fuck? Come on. Ugh. All right. Yeah, well, apparently it's, it's all tiny. An error has occurred. All right. It's telephone voice. Apparently. Sorry, folks. All right. There we go. Uh, there's always a workaround. Okay, so they get to work for you, and uh, uh, they begin kind of setting up and, and starting to chop the trees. What's the rest of the three of you doing uh, with those tracks? Uh, I think we should warn the others. They seem headed towards our camp, so I feel like it's more pertinent for us to follow it that way. All right. So you begin to track back and... You can you pull almost even with the tent, and you hear a, a slight rustling sound and a. <laughs> something is banging around in the back of the tent. In our tent. Yeah. Inside our tent. Seems like it. Oh. You guys are only about ten feet away at this point. reach with my halberd and just lift a flap. Nice. <laughs> um, do a perception check, everybody. Gex, too, but you'll be able to, uh, seeing different things at a further distance. Oof. That's a seven. Fifteen. Dirty one. Dirt, Okay. And Gex got a 17. All right. So um, you lift the flap and you see somebody was kind of messing around with the, one of the rucksacks. But it's all just still now. It's a little bit pulled apart. A little bit pulled apart. But um, it's all just still and quiet. You can see out the other end of the, of the tent. And it's it's just you can see the ocean. Um and and the sun and the waves, but through the little flap in the tent. But otherwise, it appears to be empty. Now, Gex, uh, you're a little bit further away right now, so you don't see any of that. You kind of you kind of track where they are vaguely, and you're kind of keeping an eye on the crew that's doing some of the lumbering. Um, sorry, I have to do this. Just one second. I wanted to be a lumberjack. Okay, that's all. <laughs> Um, I'm wearing the, 
So uh, you're not seeing that, but Gex, you do think there is a bit of a darker section out kind of almost even with the ship, but well off to the to the east, like well off to the east, probably a good couple hundred feet. You see a slightly darker, almost like a uh, maybe it's some kind of manatee or some kind of really like a school of fish or something. But you can spot in the waves. There is something off in the water down that way. Um, it's good two, three hundred feet away from where you are right now, though. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to start heading that way, but command my familiar to... Actually, no, I'm going to warg with it, because I can do that. Nice. So you just close your eyes. And then close open the eye, them, yeah, And, and you, you've just got white fly. cataracts, right? Just boom. And uh, <laughs> and your eyes instead open from this eagle, and it flies off uh, one of the trees that had been sitting near, and uh, uh, goes around. Do a perception check on behalf of your familiar, but you do have advantage because eagles have advantage on such things. I got a six and a seven. <laughs> Oof. Oof. And- it's flying the along. Eagle not take a long rest. No, it's it's confused. It's it shoots out past what you're wanting to do, and you're like, no, no, come back. But it's already beyond the command it zone of a hundred feet. Uh, so it's just like fly that way and take a look. So it's doing a nice long loop, and you're like, uh, so until it circles back, you can't actually, unless you want to literally motion to it. Um, you got to wait a little bit for it to circle back around. Unfortunately. Uh, it's hard to get good help these oh. days. Uh, so meanwhile, okay. back, back, uh, um, back at the rest of this, you're all kind of just taken in the, uh, this empty tent, and a couple of things, just some some rations and stuff, are spilled. But other than that, uh, nothing seems to be amiss. Mm-hmm. You, we we don't hear anything. Um. Tillman got a dirty 20. So what Tillman manages to spot? He's like, wait, and you turn around, you look at the ground, you see footprints, not your own. Like, um, have you've kind of been following them, and you miss them on the way in towards the tent, but they they ducked across and kind of went through the sand a little bit, whatever was leaving those footprints, and did go into this tent. Basically from where you're all standing right now. All right. And you turn around, you look in the tent, and the tent's empty. I'm going to cast Sea Invisibility. So, you're a Twilight Cleric. And you just take in that deep old huff breath, and you hold it for a few seconds. And as you exhale, this mist comes out of your mouth. No one else can see this. It's just in your own mind's eye. This mist extends, and this dim twilight kind of takes over your own vision, and the mist clings like stardust to anything in the area. And you can see, huddled in the tent, uh, maybe ten feet away, like kind of scooched around uh, the end of where one of the bedrolls had been laid out, just standing there, this huddled little wizened old shape with like um medium size but bone thin like skinny little arms long stringy hair 
Um, and it's hard to, you can't see colors because it's invisible and you can just see this outline of it. And it's just like looking up and it's holding carefully, just tucked something underneath this raggedy ass bit of cloth that they're wearing. Um, and just sitting there. Do I sense at, any fear or um, it, it seems apprehension? Like, oh yeah, he's nervous evil. and he sees what? Well, I don't know if I can describe it as evil, but he's seeing the three of you, and his eyes are flicking back and forth. You also see these pointed ears sticking out of this unkempt, long, stringy ear. It's time for some hair drama. Oh, yeah. Uh, stringy, long hair, and these ears are just poking out the sides, and he's just... And he locks eyes. He's looking at Rook for a bit, and he looks over at Hilda and kind of goes up on one foot as she kind of walks near him. And he looks up at you, and you would lock eyes. <laughs> I wink. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and and he, he kind of instinctively... This is... And he's got this grubby, long fingernail, just crusted over grubby fingers that have and he's just look is looking at you just and he kind of gives a little motion like kind of holding a finger to his lips as though he's encouraging you to be quiet about him and he and then he looks back down at your halberd with a bit of like apprehension in his eyes ah uh, well what would Tillman do? <laughs> I got this, guys. You got this. He's just gonna walk into the tent and sit beside him. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit on the bedroll on the ground next to this kind of ragged old um, elf. And now that you're a little bit closer, you can see it is an elf. And usually elves age very gracefully. This is the exception to the rule. This is an elf that was dragged out, left wet, overnight. Um, he smells of mold and mildew and body odor. And in fact, um, that's the thing that most of you... <laughs> uh, that's the thing that most of you pick up. Is like a scent in the air. Almost like old fish and like B.O. and just unkempt. Uh, and this guy has been... Rough, and he's got weather-worn skin. Um, he's wearing old mice. Yeah, pretty much. He's, old mice. He, yeah, old mice, and he's even got like stitched together, rough-hewn uh, armor, but it's like hides, but it's rags, and he's just sitting there. Um, you do catch that he's armed. He's got a little a blade of some kind on his back, uh, on like a kind of rough rope, maybe even just twisted vines. Uh, and he's just hanging out there, looking at you. Oh yeah, fish bo is the worst, Steve. <laughs> you are more than welcome to say that out loud. That is canon. <laughs> so, I I didn't share that with the party. So I'm just hey man, my name is Tillman. So what are you talking to? What's going on? What's that smell? <laughs> Dave, did you fart? Oh yeah, turtle farts, man. 
I'm not there. The portal never reveals. The secrets? It's too <clears throat> Um. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> and then slowly this image just fades and it falls off of him almost like waves washing away just down his body and, and um, the spell fades of invisibility on him and he's left standing there exposed for you all to see and his bare feet kind of crunching in the sand just nervously rolling his toes and he ah, I was I was hungry sorry and he, he holds out one of the ration packs kind of hard cake bread that you brought from the from the boat uh, and holds it out towards Rook you you can have it back uh, yeah, yeah, I'll just just go hey man it's to rush I'm not upset uh what's your name man huh. are you alone here uh yeah, you didn't seem to no. make way with the coconut. Oh. oh, thank you. You you found my coconut. <laughs> thank you. Um, ooh. <laughs> and he sits down cross-legged, almost like out of muscle memory, and gets out. Um, um, uh, oh, sorry. Um, and he pulls out his blade, and it's a scimitar. It's it's been worn and then resharpened on rocks, and worn and resharpened. The tip is kind of broken, and he puts it between his feet uh, and as he sits cross-legged and holds it between his the palms of his the bottoms of his feet just really tightly he's like i i i i'm not alone no uh, uh, here <clears throat> and he starts pounding down the coconut on the on the blade of his scimitar and eventually cracks it open oh, oh uh, and then licks licking his hand from the coconut juice and he offers one over back to hilda the other half there's a little bit of juice left, and certainly quite a bit of flesh. The coconut's not his. I uh, consider it a peace offering. <laughs> and he starts eating the coconut just like no manners. Dude's hey, been here hey. a, a um. while. Did you just Thank eat you. Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> Wilson's safe. Um, I, he's back. He's over there. Um, There's more? Oh, I have friends. Lots of friends. <laughs> not, um, not, not like you. Or, or, or you... And he looks up as Gex begins. I'm assuming you've noticed some of the commotion, Gex, and have kind of walked over. Mm-hmm. And he kind of eyeballs you as you walk up. <laughs> he's visible now, right? Yeah, he is. And he's still he's got a scimitar out, still clumped between his toes, and he's busy munching on some coconut. I'll just kind of crouch down and say... Uh... You look like you've been here just a little while. I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, 
I forgot my manners. And he tucks the coconut into his shirt and the rest of the milk kind of spills down his belly. Uh, and he stands up to his full height. So he comes up pretty much to your nipples, Gex. Uh, he's a short elf. He's a, you can tell now he's, he was probably originally a wood elf. Um, but he's been here so long. It is even hard to tell what species he is um, between the caked mud and the sunburn. And he looks up at Gex. Ah, you, I don't know. Wow, you're tall. <laughs> and you're a, you're I've a turtle. I've never heard that before. And you're a <laughs> dwarf. And you're a... Uh... Man. Yeah. Yeah. Are you real? Can I... Well, uh, he's not. <laughs> pointing at absolutely no one in particular. <laughs> and, then, and, then I, and then I'll say to him, you uh, had a good meal in a long time? You look like you, you, look like you haven't had a good uh, meal in a long time. It has been some time since I have uh, dined on anything except fish and coconut and some fruit. Uh, don't eat the red ones. Uh, they give you the shits. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. So how, how oh. long have you been here? Do you know? I don't. Alrighty then. Uh, we don't What's get your name? My name. Ooh, I knew this was gonna come up. Um, but now this is him, not me as the DM. I know his name. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> However, the DM is going to look this up. <clears throat> so oh, I get shit. this right. What do? My name uh, is Averera Guel Delva Turin Delfal. Alrighty. I'm going to call you Jerry. And how did you come to be on this island? I washed ashore, refuse on the shore. I came up like a piece From of what? driftwood. I think it was a ship. Um, I think it was a ship in the sky. Yes. Really? What? What year is it? That's a good question. And let's say uh, you guys know naturally it's it's 1084. Okay. Since something, and that's actually it. Since <laughs> something, 1084. Since something. Uh, now that's the human calendar. It's generally, uh, you know, it, if anybody speaks Elvish, you might know the Elven calendar. All right, nope. in Elvish, it's something more like 12, uh, 12,284. So, 12,284 well, in Elvish years. 
Jerry, Jerry, before I answer that, you tell me what year it was when you left port. was 11863 I think it was 11683 it was like it was yesterday 11683 <laughs> do what you will with that rook <laughs> uh it's 12284 uh so uh, let me get my abacus out. And he starts drawing in the sand with his toes. <laughs> You've been on this island for... Yeah, just a year or two. It's 101. Just a year or two. Oh. 601! <laughs> Seems longer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Many moons. It felt like I think I counted more moons than you know. We should check my cave. I used to keep a calendar on the cave wall. Um, I haven't been there in a while. I don't want to see that. <laughs> oh really? Um, it. Wait, but this time of year. Ah. Uh, we would be better if we waited about a month and a half. Uh, we could, we could, um, how, how good are you at, at, at running? <laughs> well, uh, it varies. Fantastic. Why? We could probably go down then. Probably. Probably. I, now I feel like... I also more and less want to see it at the same time. Well, well, just let me know. Um, are you serious about the meal, though? Oh yeah. Oh god! Yeah. And he just grabs the okay. the hard cake and just tears it open with his teeth. And you see a couple of them are already broken and in, in like broken teeth there. He starts just gnawing on it. He didn't just break his teeth; they they were long, pretty broken. Just gnawing on it. <laughs> oh my god making me dry anybody anyway so he's eating his meal i could keep role playing this guy for a while but he he's eating his meal uh and uh you guys kind of get a little sidestep away from him and he's sitting now cross-legged in front of your fire pit as you guys are all kind of just taking it all in what do you want to do does he look injured or low health of anything? <laughs> I mean, he looks surprisingly not malnourished. But other than that, um, he doesn't appear to be immediately damaged. I'm going I'm to just sit down with him and ask him about the island. Like, ask if there's any source of... There must be a source of fresh water. He'd be dead if there wasn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll get you a meal. You tell me where the water is so we can restock the ship. Are there any predators? <laughs> yeah. Any? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's probably uh, just as important. But, Rook, that's a good sign, actually. If there are predators, there are prey animals. 
prey animal. Predators like yeah. What kind of predators? Mm. Um, I don't I don't know what they're called, but um, there's a what ones that I call. Um, there's a big uh, bull. Um, on like uh, uh, there's like the little little bull is what I'm calling, them. and they're not bulls, but you know. Um, then there's uh, oh the squiggly gig. Oh, you, oh don't forget about the the mean gulls. The mean the gulls mean are gulls? yeah. You don't want to leave. <laughs> okay, I don't see any mean gulls. So um, but yeah. Um, uh, oh, oh, hey, I didn't, I didn't introduce you, Wilson. <laughs> Hold on, yes? let me get Wilson. And he goes running towards the surf a little bit, and then he stops, and looks out, and then he, he puts his fingers in his mouth and then makes this loud whistle sound and stares out into the surf for, like, a really long time. You guys can carry on your conversation as he's just standing there waiting. Oh. Hey, we've got a crazy castaway who's probably been here for hundreds of years. I mean, if yeah. the math works out, yes, literally hundreds. Not even if it doesn't matter. Ten times as old as I am. <laughs> uh. As weird as this might sound... He's old he, for an elf. <laughs> yeah. He might be useful in some way at some point. He can't... I mean, the dude... If you're going to live on an island by yourself for 600... But, I mean, okay. Does that mean no other beings of any kind have visited this island in 600 years? Like, they, they have and they missed, they missed him, right? Yeah. Like, That's possible. It's kind of crazy and he's invisible. Right. And who knows? Or he might have ate them. <laughs> yeah, he could be lying. <laughs> this could be something not what it seems. Yes. Interesting. Would uh, not sure how to determine the truth of what he's saying. Well, there is a way for a paladin to do so. I mean, uh, he seems rather harmless, but I still think knowing whether he's honest or not would be worthwhile. But yeah. again, this guy also could be a distraction. I mean, for yeah. us, what are we here for? What are we doing? We need to get, we need to restock the ship with whatever is of value off this island. And we need to get back to sea. We need to get to Varun. We don't even yeah. need that much in the way of food. We just need to get it repaired. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to assume that we got, we got plenty of squid still back on the ship. Yeah, like there's <laughs> plenty true. of food. It's... We could load up on coconuts. We'll get some fresh. And red berries. <laughs> red... Well, isn't like Actually, coconut water good? Make, make some more potions. You're right. Uh, you, you just, but those red berries could come in handy for alternative uses. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that depends on how instantaneous the effect is. You need to unplug? <laughs> <laughs> definitely collecting some of those red berries yeah. <laughs> it's the main ingredient to make that potion that that uh <clears throat> that carl's got well, or dave's got 
Yeah. No, it's not Dave no more, man. No, here's the thing. Uh, as, as the player, as the player talking here, uh, one of the effects of prestidigitation is that I can, or is it minor illusion? One of them. I can make anything taste like anything. So I could make those berries the most delicious thing you've ever tasted if I want someone to <laughs> them. Knowing this, I will grab a few. <laughs> All right. Um, so you can go uh, looking, do a survival check to try and find them. Yes. Twelve. Twelve. Uh... All right. It doesn't. Yeah, you you definitely find some. It doesn't even take you that long. They're they're kind of uh, rampant throughout the rest of the island, and after a while, you eventually do spot one, um, and you've got a mitt full of red shirt berries. <laughs> Pick them in a pouch. Yeah. All right. So while Gex is off, kind of at the tree line, looking around, uh, the rest of you see the. The, the the old elf kind of looking out to see and then he turns his head and sees your ship and jumps like two feet in the air then comes tearing back across the beach and pointing like there's a ship there's a sh there there's a I bleh. that's our Wait. ship that's our ship oh oh yeah. you know man you gotta have some listening skills it's still floating maybe some yes ships skills. tend to float it's made of wood. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah. I. Okay. Oh. Okay. You probably don't want to come with us, though. Like you're, you seem like you're totally comfortable here. You've been here the six hundred years. Like I don't want to mess with your routine. <laughs> Wilson, come on. And he, he points and back uh, to the shore. And at this point, um, you see this four-foot-tall, long neck out of the water. And this long, wide-body paddling thing. Like, four flippers, this fat body that's probably a good eight feet long. And about, you know, two feet, maybe three feet wide. Uh, and... Uh, these long flippers as it pulls itself up. Whoop, I just apparently left the game. Um, pulls itself up onto shore, and you can all see this long-necked, Nessie-looking creature um, pulling itself up onto the shore, and Wilson goes tearing... Uh, not Wilson, Jerry, as you're calling him, uh, goes tearing down <laughs> towards the water, towards this monstrosity that's pulling itself up out of the waves. What do you want to do? Then... That's Wilson. <laughs> and he grabs Observe. the thing and nuzzles its head, head to head, and see, we can't take him from this island. I won't lie, I was not expecting this Wilson. <laughs> well, volleyball hasn't been invented yet, man. Coconut, oh, coconuts. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Just a blood splattered coconut. Um. So this thing goes, it's like a really long-necked sea lion uh, with razor-sharp teeth, and it nuzzles him back and comes kind of hobbling up onto the shore, flippers pounding against the, it's almost like a really weird sea turtle, uh, plesiosaur, 
I think is the term. Uh, and the rest of you are just watching this display. And, and then he, he turns to all of you. Wilson? The, oh, I think that's Indian common. No, no. I know what you were called. They, they, they call you Wilson. I'll still call you that. It's okay. Uh, and he kind of nuzzled again and turns to you. Um, hi, everyone. This is, and he says this long sound that's like, this is everyone. All right. Nice to meet you. <laughs> the thing turns its head towards you guys and just goes. Coconut? You offered a coconut? Um, <laughs> Alright, I need you to do dexterity saving throw. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not getting into that. Oof. That's a 10. <laughs> oh, you needed a 10. It wasn't that hard. And um, you, you reach out and it's hand close it and you can feel these pretty sharp teeth just just start scraping against your your fingers and at the same moment um uh, uh uh jerry as you're calling him kind of slaps your arm down and and um and the coconut half falls and it kind of <laughs> catches it and and the coconut is gone and you do have this scrape on your hand but it didn't break skin and uh okay. and jerry's like yeah you gotta Flat hand. You gotta keep your hand flat. <laughs> and it's that moment you do realize he is missing one of his fingers. Ah, uh, okay. Good, good Wilson. Good Wilson. And he's petting ahead. All right, so um, you guys, uh, get, what do you want to know about the island? What do you want to... Uh, generally... How large is it? Dangers? Anything of interest? Any precious stuff? Otherwise, anything else that's actually real? Like people or things? Um, Anybody well, that cool. might have come okay. before? Yeah. That too. Good job. Anything else to add to the list? And then we'll do some rolls. See how well you can um, get that out of them. Should I cast Stone the Truth? Yeah, also if he's lying. Sure. If this is any type of deception, so. I can also do detect thoughts. Ooh, all right. Okay. Sure. All right, all it's, of the above? Uh... Okay, let's, um, let's do a couple of charisma saving throws here. Ooh. Nope. And anybody else in a 15-foot radius, I think it is, uh, needs to do a charisma saving throw. Oh, dear God. <laughs> That's probably all of us. Nope. Yeah. Tillman. Nope. You shall tell the truth, nothing but the truth. <laughs> no problem. I, I feel like Tillman's MO is that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's, he's kind of Ooh. always... <laughs> Five. Uh... <laughs> Okay, you have to tell the truth, or 
be silent, and if you try to lie, Hilda knows automatically, just so you know. You can choose not to answer, though. Just FYI. Okay. Wait, who's guess. doing this thing? Is it who did Hilda. this spell on? Hilda cast the spell, but it's an area of effect spell, and she didn't give you guys the chance to step away. She's just like, we're all oh. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. I thought it was like the elf. I was like, what's going on? Uh, what's your spell save, DC, Hilda? Uh, Charisma 15? Uh, wisdom, actually. Oh, 15. Oh. Okay, cool. They need a 15. Okay, cool. So Gex also fails. Uh, everybody failed. And Hilda, do a saving throw against your own spell. Unless you want to have tried oh, to wow. center it where you're not. Yeah, I can I, I also failed that one. <laughs> so you all sit around the campfire and play truth or dare. That's uh, <laughs> what goes on. Uh, you, this weird castaway um, Jerry uh, and a plesiosaur uh, who also Wolf. failed at save. Um, <laughs> And uh, and you're all okay. You all apparently dig deep into some uh, some mushrooms on Tillman's back and just mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and you're te- you're casting detect thoughts, right, Carl? I am now. <laughs> all right. Um, so it's active. You tell me who you're listening to. So it's a wisdom save fourteen. And are, you're centering it on. Uh, no, no, on... it's a. Oh, uh, okay. You can move it around technically if you want to dig otherwise you can just get surface thoughts just let me know if you want to dig into past memories or uh, inner thoughts so yeah you you got some some detect thoughts going on most of the thoughts in the area kind of quickly muddle you can hear this kind of whisper of all these various thoughts of your friends um and uh, uh, I'll I'll focus on on Jerry there. And after a few seconds, you focus on on, on Jerry, and, and it is mostly in Elvish, in in bits of of uh, common, uh, another really old language that you probably don't understand. Uh, and uh, there was an yeah, there's an there's actually two languages that he's he's got all four all blurred together, almost like this ongoing conversation between four different beings it's not really it's all him but it's you know he's flipping between each of these voices and i'm not gonna do that i'll just tell you what you hear uh so he's busy sitting there being like this is weird i did not expect this today i thought i would have some coconuts maybe got some berries now i'm not sure if these people are real yet do you think it'd be rude if i poked them Hmm. Uh, That's what oh, you got he is curious. Side. Do you want to dive? Dive into the guy's memories? Or do you want to wait a yeah. bit? Okay. So he rolled a four on his saving throw. So that max is something like a ten, actually, off that. Um, you dive into his memories, and there is this super long stretch, but not not that long, of like flashes of memory. Uh, what are you kind of digging for? Is there anything? I'm uh, saying in in the recent memory thing, more thoughts would be, you know, does he remember uh, any previous uh, visitors to the island? 
Yes, um, there have been several over the years. Um, not for some time now, probably the better part of maybe maybe 70 or 80 moon cycles. Moons are about once a month, like full moon. Maybe, maybe longer, maybe 100, 120 moons. But yeah, um, there was some pirates and you get a quick flash of like pirates coming through and they they went onto the shore and he avoided most of the time. Saw them dragging some stuff and like they killed a few people uh, and just left them in the sand to be eaten by the by the um, mean gulls. Uh, and then uh, uh, the rest of the time and actually some of the other pirates end up getting killed by some of the the uh, mean bulls as he's nicknamed them. Um, and you get these flashes of these strange reptilian creatures um, chasing down these kind of leather-wearing, pirate-looking people, uh, and they f eventually fled back to their boat and took off. And, and this guy watched, mostly from the shore, back into the present moment. And each time you do it, it's like you dive into his pupils, and he just locks eyes with you and just... It's like, it's trippy. And, and it's just like, and you pull back out and he's like, he locks eyes with you again and he just kind of, and this time he he kind of looks at you and then tries to do a wink like you did with him. Like he's like, he knows you're doing this, but it's okay. <laughs> he's like. He hasn't used those pupils are just muscles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Anyone else want to? You can dive again in a minute, but does anybody else want to do anything? Go, um, Hilda cast it a spell. Yeah. To, to okay. make to to ensure that, um, I guess everybody says the truth. But I was mo mostly wanting Jerry to answer the questions truthfully. <laughs> so you kind of grabbed at your holy symbol. Uh, or whether it's emblazoned on a shield or your crest or a necklace, I don't know what it is. Uh, what does it look like? Or you're a dwarven paladin. I am a dwarven paladin. Um, it, I, I would say it would be like hanging pendant of some sort. Nice. It's I probably a forge, uh, like a, a hammer yeah. type, uh, with a I would say crest, like a maker to, to... kind of deity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can just call him Forge. And, um, Forge. And so uh, you, you call down that, and the air around you shimmers for a second. This little... <laughs> goes past everybody, and everything gets a little bit quieter outside. Uh, but mostly, um, you just feel comfortable, and uh, but you get the idea that you... You know, this is not a place for lies. This is... This is where your tongue will be, uh, will speak the truth, even if you don't mean to. Mm. If you're not very careful. All right, so um, what do you want to ask the old guy? Mm. That is a very powerful mushroom that you gave me, Mr. Tillman. <laughs> mm. Only the best, my friend. <laughs> May I have another? <laughs> a little later, man. 
<laughs> I love I love that Dave said only the best, so it means like truthfully. He grows the best mushrooms. Homegrown man. Homegrown. <laughs> That's the way. And I'll give you one layer. They're pretty potent, man. <laughs> All right. Um, anybody want to ask the uh, uh, get at anything? He's he's sharing and talking, and as as Tillman digs out these memories, it's almost like he's remembered, and he kind of runs at the mouth. And so you're all vaguely aware of what Tillman's dug up about the pirates and these strange reptilian, really big creatures. Um, and the plesiosaur kind of nudges his leg, and he's like, gives him a little nibble of something, and then, go on, go on. and he um, he kind of pulls at his tongue, like literally grabs it and pulls it out a little and like pokes it and then lets go of his tongue for his own tongue for a second and then just go <laughs> He's cast a spell. Um speak with animals. And so he's able to speak oh. with this thing and it goes back into the ocean. He he was oh. getting hungry. So I'll just send him I got, I got some questions I can ask him. I'll I'll ask him uh If we were to invite you onto the ship to leave the island, would you want to come? Uh, <laughs> um, part of me does. Ah, uh, I am. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm curious. It's, I. It's been a long time since I left, and I. But I. Part of me loves this island and. It takes care of me, and I, I take care of it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the thought of a ship kind of scares the crap out of me. Last time I went on a ship, it didn't go so good. The way you said that makes me think you have left this island and then come back. Is that the case? No. Since I came here, I have uh, almost always been here. I left Briefly once on a raft. Um, I'm not even sure if it was this island. I was on an island. It looked a little different, but maybe this island's about two and a half miles edge to edge. But mm -hmm. there's all kinds of nooks and crannies. And as you can see, there's um, the mountainous kind of a hilly region up there. Uh, in amongst that, there, over there's my, uh, but this time of year, there's some creatures that migrate up there. And you, you don't want to mess with those guys. Um, they're the mean bulls and they will, they will just f you up. Part, pardon my <laughs> elvish. Oh, I believe you. So where do you remember where you were supposed to be going when you ended up being marooned here? I was, I was going to go apprentice with my uncle. <laughs> Who's your uncle? Ah, uh, a man by the name of. Well, I could go to the internet for this one, but let's um. Uh, Brehan. Brehan, was his, his name. He's my sister's what, brother. And he what was, was the nature of the apprenticeship? Ah. Uh, he led a druidic circle uh, in the mm. uh, in the grove of, and he says something in Elvish. If you understand it, it's it's a actually. Anybody trained in history? Trained in history? 
I'll uh, yes. Check. Okay. I am those... proficient in. Okay, so those who are oh, proficient yeah, in history happy. can go ahead and roll it. The DC is fairly high. The 20, dirty 20. Not 20. Natural. Wow. Ooh. So apparently you guys like making me make up lore. Uh, but no, <laughs> um, he names something and it's like, it, it, it triggers more because it's like a legend. It's not even current elven place. It's like there was a place that once mentioned another place a long time ago that should have been around in this area. So it's a lot of the uh, elves. Um, I mean, there are elves in the in the world, but a lot of them. Uh, well, the more recent ones kind of trade back and forth, and there are more recluse and more uh, uh, prominent uh, out there. Uh, allying with other races but the most ex like recluse of elves are these little hidden valleys uh or hidden islands and they they have cut off all contact and it's like mists of time and so it's like legends of places like avalon that, that kind of that kind of level of of legendary um old places that have been lost to time at least certain certainly recent time hmm. and okay. the name of this place he uh he mentioned it sounds a bit like one of those places do you have any ill intentions towards us next question yeah no, I, I will protect this island from those who would harm it, and I can call down helpers to help me do so. As you saying that to me. But uh, you gave me food, and you could have attacked me, and you chose to talk. And it's been a long time since I talked. I mean, um, except for Wilson. How, how do you call your helpers? I learned to listen to them. I spent probably maybe 50 moons just listening. And after a while, their voices made sense to me. Mm. And I, it's not easy to, it hurts my throat a bit, but I can speak to them too. With a bit of work. Oh, do you think that's something you could show someone else how to do? I don't know. I've never, never done that, but I could, I could certainly try. You don't have to right now. I was just curious. Well, Brian was a teacher. He was going to teach me, but I I've never taught anyone anything unless it's a trick. Oh, do you want to see a trick? Sure. Also truthful. And a flame bursts out of his hand. Came in handy. 
That's pretty cool. And he just tosses it into the sand and <laughs> sputters out. <laughs> pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to dig out of this guy. <laughs> like, I'll you... kind of sign that to Rook. Like, I don't know what else to ask him. He seems pretty, you know, uh, safe. Do I know what kind of helpers he's talking to when he's answering the questions? Still being his thoughts? Yeah, you get a good picture of um, the Mean Gulls uh, or Wilson. The Mean Gulls are these, they're almost bat-like creatures, but really long necks and quite large, like the size of, of uh, large uh, creatures. Well, they're basically, um, there's the Mean Gulls, uh, he doesn't often call those, actually. Uh, he can. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if he can. Hold on. I need to check that. Um, but uh, you get these pictures of Wilson, which is a very large uh, sea creature. Uh, but you can see several others in his mind. Uh, smaller things, small, scary creatures. Um, you can see very all of them in this area, most of them being uh, lizard-like, uh, uh, kind of larger and smaller dino-type creatures. I just have to look them up here. One sec. I don't remember where that is. Alright, um, but yeah, you get, you get the image of very large winged creatures, uh, feathered wings often. Uh, quite big, though. Quite big. Uh, yeah, and actually, you do see the mean gulls, which are these um, kind of long-beaked, long-necked, leather bat-wing type uh, creatures that fly in the sky in small packs, and he can kind of call them and command them. He did that to to Harry, uh, one of the largest mean bulls, as he calls them, which is like large creature with this massive uh, back legs, long tail, this oversized head with teeth, and these small front arms. So, I'm picturing a T-Rex. Yeah, pretty good picture, <laughs> that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm putting out there. <laughs> Definitely looks like a bull. A mean one. A mean bull. Alright. Um, so yeah, he's, he's got some powers and managed to keep himself alive. And at this point he walks over to the, to the bush and he's like, ah, it's kind of my time. Uh, anyone else want some? And he turns around with a handful of these red berries. Too shit. I'll just <laughs> ask him, what will those do to me if I eat them? Uh, these? Yeah. Oh, you will shit until you bleed, my friend. You will shit until you bleed. But so why are you offering them these? And he drags his hand over them, and when he pulls his hand back, they're no longer red. They're now a nice deep, purpley blue. And he pulls mm -hmm. one. I only need a couple. You want? This one won't make you. Sure. Not any more than. He gives it to you. I'll eat it. Tastes good. You get one hit point back if you're down at all. And uh, 
Um, it's just this sense of fullness kind of fills you and you, you feel sustained. These remind me of treasure berries. Hmm. That's a good name. <laughs> I call them Torufle berries. Who speaks Elven? Rook. Okay. It means no shit berries in Elven. No shit. No shit. <laughs> and, and he he throws one up and uh, towards the sea, and this long neck goes out of the water, and then back into the water. Damn, Wilson. He likes Good them. Trick. Nice. Well, guys, I think we ought to kind of move forward with our adventure here. But Derry, your I crew, by the way. Bad. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Your, go ahead. I was gonna say, Jerry. I, I feel I feel comfortable with you. I'm sure if you wanted to come with us, I could convince the captain to let you uh, on the boat. I'm sure you could serve lots of great purposes. But uh, I'll let you make your mind up about that. I I'm gonna need to think about that a little. And he scrunches his toes in the sand. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. When you put the things up that make it go on your ship, do they go all the way up that center big tree? The, ma um, the mast? They do. And are they... Big, yeah, like a like mm -hmm. a massive yes. flag, see visible for miles around. Probably. Why? Um, the mean gulls aren't the biggest, meanest thing around. Um. I think it came a little while a little after I got here. Uh there was um black wings filling the night sky. Uh slender and it kinda ate We used to have these things on the island on the on that shore of that side. Um Fuzzy little, I don't know the word in common. He says the word for sheep in Elvish. Oh. Uh, it it kind of ate them all over the years. Like all of them. And a few of the big bulls. Uh, and I definitely hide when I, I mean, I haven't seen it in probably five, uh, maybe six moons. Um, Big scales, kind of. I honestly don't tape. get that close. Leathery mm -hmm. wings. Yeah. And there's more than one. I hope not. Because <laughs> one's a lot already. Hmm. 
I well, I just hide. Um. Would yeah. you think that that would cause an issue for us trying to leave? It, it can see good at night. Um. Let you say you want to. You're fixing your your mm -hmm. your boat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I haven't seen it in six months, six moons. Uh, yeah, you might just want to be done before he comes back. Yeah, sounds mm. that's reasonable. Well, well, like I signed, I think it's best we not linger here. All right. So do you guys have a couple of options? You can stay in camp mm -hmm. and help um, help with the repairs. You could also just tell the crew to work the repairs. Uh, the captain estimates it's going to probably be the better part of a maybe. Uh, if you work real fast and get high rolls with your help, it could be a, a few days uh, to get enough lumber, get it into place, uh, kind of semi-beach it, and then... Uh, and list it a little bit, and so you can get a good seal on the tar. Um, they could also take care of that. If you guys wanted to explore, you could go see his his little cave. You could keep an eye out and explore. You could look for this thing uh, that he calls... Uh, yeah, I just gave it a, a little nickname. I called it the, 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 the Black Death. <laughs> Sounds like a great guy. Like a great guy. Well, I think uh, we ought to have... Probably need to do a bit of both. Can probably take turns doing some work on the ship and then doing some exploring. All right. Mm -hmm. But we think within like three days or whatever, we're going to be able to gather everything we need to gather in terms of restocking the ship and with the water, if nothing else. It's not an opportunity you pass up. Can I get... Yeah, and he'll lead you over to the stream. Um, uh, it's it's back through the forest a little ways uh, west of here, and there's a small uh, trickle of water, like a small creek running its way down to the ocean. Uh, and if you go far enough back from the into the forest, uh, it turns from brackish to pretty clear uh, water that gets a little deeper in a few places, uh, and you can see old muddy footprints laying around. So he's definitely visited here a lot. Um, and, uh, but there is a moment there. I need, uh, let's say all of you went, uh, and he's led you to this to fill up some wineskins. And are you bringing some other people to, to probably a couple of crew to carry water? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, we're gonna restock the whole ship, like every it's, barrel, every yeah, water barrel. Yeah. So you barrel. got like six guys from the ship hauling barrels. Um, right now they're empty, so they're just rolling. Uh, and as you're going through, I'm gonna get everybody to do a perception check for me. Perception. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Nineteen. You perceive that very well. <laughs> Nineteen. <laughs> Nineteen. <laughs> From Steve. And... Emily had to be the odd person. <laughs> Just, I'm short, okay? Like you, there's that Goliath in front of me. 
You can't blame no, that on being short. You got eyeballs. I, I am short. No, 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 no. It's like it's everywhere I'm looking, there is at least like other center masses. In There's all these human, <laughs> human people with their butts right in your face, and you're like, ugh, ugh. Hey. <laughs> um. Okay, so you're a little bit blocked out, uh, or distracted, or whatever, whatever, what have you. Um, but everybody else manages to all hear at the same time off further west in amongst the trees, probably a good like 30, 40, 50. It's hard to tell exactly, but you hear in this tree, you hear, see it shake a little bit and you hear. What do you do? So we hear it, but we don't see it? No, but you can see some trees brush shaking a little bit off on that side. It's the classic, like, what was that? Mm. Does it sound like something we'd want to eat? Um, you can definitely try. <laughs> I'm going to have some fun. <laughs> I'm gonna hunt it. Alright. And uh, with a mighty 11, the uh, old elf is just busy scooping water. Looks <laughs> good. And uh, you all are just watching this big tree. And then it moves a little. You can kind of see another tree <laughs> and falls over. Probably a good, like, 15, 20 foot tall tree just hit the ground over there, knocked by something. And the, the underbrush is pretty thick. The hill is probably also drinking the water. Yeah. Hmm, <laughs> 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 yeah, this is pretty good, Jerry. And the, the other three of you are, like, getting your weapons ready, just watching this thing yeah. start to circle around this water hole. All right, what is everybody... Those of you who've spotted, what do you want to do? I'm going to make myself invisible. <laughs> nice! <laughs> Gex just vamp invisible. Dave? Oh, and then I'm gonna go sneak up on it. Cool. Do a stealth check for me. Stealthy time. With advantage. Time. Don't worry. We will facilitate bladder egress momentarily. I just like stopping on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Alright. Stealth check. 28. Damn. Gex yeah. is gone. You're all convinced he's dead. Uh, Tillman, what are you doing? You can see the vague outline of where this thing is in the forest just by the rattling, shaking trees. It's big. It's mighty big. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll walk towards towards it guardingly. All right. Halibird out, walking forward. Rook. I am going to be hanging back. I'll okay. be like, actually, you know what? I'm gonna like just quietly tap uh, Hilda and the L, yeah, and and point towards. Nice. And a few seconds later, it's just still. And then <laughs> the tree just gets bowled over. Um, uh, and you're a little bit off to the right there, Gex, and this massive foot. This like four toes um, crunches the 
foot is about half the size of you, uh, Rook. Uh, and then the other massive leg bowls through and this long snout of huge oversized maw just opens up these razor sharp teeth as this Tyrannosaurus Rex just looks at the party and just goes <laughs> and with that we're gonna pause for a break <laughs> oh boy go Steve go is this all in the same day by the way uh you've had a long rest you're good okay um Let's let's say you camped overnight. This is the next day. You've had a, a day of repair. You're you're mm -hmm. restocking right now. Your repairs are ongoing. And when we get back, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens as they come face to face with a T Rex. Now go empty your bladder there, and we'll see you in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, let's dive back in to tonight's game. Here we go. Hi, everybody. First of all, I'd like to welcome you back, and I believe with a word from our sponsor. Is that right? Oh, yeah, we've got a good one this time. All right. Well, I'll kick it over to Steve. And don't forget, audience, we can always look for more sponsors, either Fake, well, I mean, mostly fake, but if anybody wants a real one, you're, you're fine to do that, too. Uh, but um, let's kick it over to Steve for a word from our sponsors. Yeah, we have we have a couple. Maybe I'll save the second one for, for the end. But uh, yeah, this week's sponsor is uh, Old Mice Deodorant. <laughs> Strong enough for the elves, soft enough for a sea hag. Great scent, like squid and mackerel. We have, uh, you know, to make a solid first impression, you may want to try uh, our two different uh, our two different methods. We've got uh, available both sun-baked crust format and new juice of that which rots roll on. Oh. Air that bitch off now. Fantastic. <laughs> Put me down before Jason. <laughs> Jerry certainly has made a great impression. Oh my god. Old mice. Old mice. Available uh, at an abandoned island near you. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Round of applause. Thank you. All right. Uh, Jerry so, is standing by. Yeah. Call now. To take your him. order. Call no, now. Jerry's hold. standing by I'm to get me. your order. Huh? What? <laughs> Who said that? Um, all right. Let's cut back. I believe where we left off, uh, there was a massive dinosaur about to eat you. Uh, somebody in the back of your head is muttering something. Um, and uh, and uh, let's dive back in. All right. So, this monstrous creature has now pressed its way through the trees, and you're just almost nose-to-nose -nose with it, Dave. It's probably like not even 10 feet in front of you. Rook, you're probably about 30 feet back. I don't have a map yet. Um, 
Uh, note the word yet. I'll work on that. And Hilda, you're kind of back near Rook. You're about 30 feet away. Uh, as this thing presses through, the rest of the people around you uh, suddenly notice this. The, the Basically, the seamen, uh, Jonas and Gil, and, uh, and there's, you know, uh, and a few others uh, that are hauling water for you. Uh, all kind of ah, ah, and then they're frozen in horror as we drop into bullet time uh please roll initiative okay do i who's, uh, who's beside me or do i have anybody beside me? uh <laughs> the closest oh, person okay. to you would either be uh actually it's probably rook but he's probably like 10 feet back or 10 or 15 feet back Alright, well, I'll, I'll cast Vigilant Blessing on myself then, which nice. gives me advantage for initiative. Do it. Just do it. With a minus one, I'd probably need it. I was yeah. going to say. 15. Nice. Alright, let me jot these down real fast. Let's go down the horn, sorry. Um, we got 15 from Tillman. Till, 15. Uh, what'd you get there, Gex? 23. Three. All right, 23. Nice. All right. Uh, how about you, Rook? 15. 15 as well. All right, Rook. Uh, which, which one of you, Tillman? Oh, well, Tillman's probably got lower decks, yeah? Yeah, Rook has Yeah. Okay, so Tillman, uh, so... Uh, and Hilda, how'd you do? An eight. An eight, all right. And Hilda at eight, uh, and... All righty. Now we'll go... All right, top of the order. Gex, you're invisible. You've moved off to the side a little bit. Uh, and what do you want to do? Well, just for my brain, how enormous is this? This beast? is what you would consider a huge beast. So from from tip to tail is probably close to 40 feet, 30, 30 to 40 feet. But it's relatively slender uh, compared to its long length. Its massive tail is lost in the forest behind you. Um, and it is a legit T-Rex. Its head is massive and full of teeth. And it's just like, <laughs> it doesn't mm. appear to have seen you yet. My, but it definitely knows the rest of the group. My intention is going to be to try to sever one of the tendons on its leg. Nice. Okay, so you you have enough movement to close. And kind of flank around a little bit, uh, and you already rolled your twenty-eight on stealth. So you go running up, and you get your weapon out, and uh, go ahead and make your attack. So yeah, I'll roll here. My intention is to kind of like, just like blade out, stab it, and like rip out. You know, like you think of the Achilles tendon, right? Like get in there and. All right, I'll tell you what. If you do a certain amount of damage on this incredibly beefy creature, um, uh, it's 
you won't it'll be hobbled and half speed if you get a certain threshold uh so which yeah i'm going to have to do this my attack roll Ooh, 21 on the attack roll damage is oh I, and i and i get a sneak attack here don't you i definitely get sneak attack so damage would be six plus ten, sixteen. Oh, nice. All right. You, the blade sinks in and then you go to pull and it is just almost immobile as you're dragging this thing along the inside of the Achilles tendon behind its leg. And you're just like trying to saw at it. And you might as well be trying to saw a tree with a knife. It's just like not cutting. Damn it. You did a lot of damage uh, at 16, but not enough to sever that tendon. Sorry, pal. All right. Gotta try. You gotta try. All right. Uh, do you want to do anything else? You still have a bonus action and some, you probably got about five minutes, five movements, uh, five movements left if you want to spend them. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of, I know I'm invisible, but... I'm going to, you know, get myself behind a tree that's closest in case it, like, whirls. At least I have something physical to... Sure. So you you mm -hmm. step away and move back or disengage? Uh, As you, you oh, can. I'll stab him, so I'll disengage. And... All right. So you spend your bonus action to disengage, as a good rogue does, and then you five feet towards a tree. Um, it's not the thickest of trees, but you are next to a tree. All right, coming up next it and it just turns its massive tail and just thumps at like all the trees on that whole side where it thinks you are even though it's I mean it it definitely felt the attack it knows vaguely where you are and it just does a tail swipe at you Gex does a 12 hit your AC negative smash you duck down and at about the oh, five foot cool. level, the tree is shorn off as this tail just <laughs> clears that whole section. Uh, all right. Um, next up, it, on the other end, these t two almost ineffective little front arms. I could do my T-Rex impression for everybody later. I do a good one. Um, and it's, <laughs> and it's going to try to bite uh, one of the people who are with you very successfully. Um, and this guy's just like, He's been rolling a barrel, um, and and it's uh, it's Jonas, and, and Jonas is like, ah! as it just chomps and just gets all of him in its mouth, and you see the feet at first, and then just tosses it up and swallows him down. Jonas is gone. I'm not oh, even gonna bother no. rolling damage. It's just gone. Okay. Um, next up, that's his, its attack. Uh, it's going to uh, try to just kind of take half a step forward. Um, uh, you'd already disengaged, so you're out of range there, Gex, for a, for a opportunity attack. So it just moves into the thick, like it's now standing in the middle of the stream where you guys have been filling the barrels, uh, and it is now just looking around for creep for people to eat, and it got Jonas. Jonas is no more. Sorry, old Musty Farts Gaming. You make him, I kill him. That's how it works. 
All right, coming up next, uh, Rook, followed by Tillman. Okay. Um, Rook is going to hide. <laughs> You've tapped <laughs> the old man, and then uh, the old. Uh, Wasn't the old sure what it was before, but I am now. And so now Rook is like, moving away to hide. You move back. You get behind a tree, behind a rock. It seems to be the closest thing, and uh, sure. and you you find yourself some cover. All right, uh, go ahead and roll your stealth check. Uh, eight. It is not your day. You duck behind a, um, a what you think is a pretty solid tree uh, or rock, and uh, you kind of turn your head, and it's that whole Jurassic Park thing where you're like, I don't think it sees me. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and this spittle. It's just the blood of what was probably Jonas's blood just dribbling down his jaw as is like almost like five feet away from you looking around okay um okay it's not quite that close but it's you know the effect yeah, it feels I'm, like that i was running back away so it's like other people were between us that's fair. <laughs> it's so tall it sees you so the same effect it just looks up at you sure, and it's... you peek up over the rock to see if it sees you and yeah. you lock eyes you're like it definitely nope. sees me. It definitely sees. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? That's it. Okay. Tillman. How far is it? From you? From, uh... It's actually moved into your space. So you were 10 feet in front of it, and it stomped past you, but not quite leaving your range. So it's you're kind of even with its leg right now, and you can see the wound where uh, Gex had torn it into, mm. into its leg All a little right. bit. I'm going to go into that same wound. All right. Make your roll. Oof. Right. Yeah, it was the classic. Tillman didn't move, and it walked right past him. Maybe it can't 23. see. 23. 23 hits. That's a big hit. A roll. Nine points. Nine. Of, nine points of slashing. Nice. Um, that's definitely that nice chunk into it. Uh, and you come at that tendon from the other side, and and it's like you just chopped into a tree, and it just stops. And you're just like, ah, well, that didn't quite do it. But you're working on it, and it, it's... <clears throat> All right, coming up next. Uh, oh, you still have a bit of move if you want. You didn't actually have to move for that. And a bonus. What do you want to do? Well, if I stay put, am I in tail walking range, or...? Oh, yeah. Well, I want to try uh, and move uh, right to, to his side. Sure. You so, Sure, you close right in next to his leg, and you're just like, you can't hit me here. All right, cool. Uh, and it, Anything else? You got a bonus left. No, everybody's, uh, everybody's okay for, uh, for healing. <laughs> um... Everyone except Jonas. The old man says. Jonas. <laughs> uh, can't do much for Jonas right now. That's true. I doubt I doubt even spare the dying would help him. 
no. It would just make him conscious, and he doesn't want that right now. Um, so at this moment, all the rest of the people who have just been like, all the people you brought from the ship just suddenly scream and just tear off in all directions from the jungle and into the jungle, just running in terror. And the creature just sees them and just tries to bite at uh, one of them and just takes a chunk out of a tree and just worries it like and spits out the tree as it rolls a natural one and totally missed uh, Gilligan. Gilligan's just like, ah! and he's just going to keep going. He's not even running towards the shore. It's just he's into the jungle. All right. Coming up next, Hilda. On deck, Gex. Um, and how far... If he if he can see Rook, and I was Mostly near Rook. the height. Mostly from the height. Okay. So it's so... about uh, 15 feet away from you, and it kind of sitting in the middle of the water that you you were on the edge of. It's a bit of a pool at this point. Probably about 20 feet across total. And it's kind of smack in the middle, just having snacks at the old watering hole. Uh, okay. I, I'm going to, I guess, move towards it in a way that I am flanking it with Dave. Alright, nice. So you do have to kind of go to the other side of it. So Dave's towards oh, okay. the the left side, and you'll just kind of you're kind of right in front. You veer around to the right, uh, and you'll be flanking mm -hmm. it across the pond, or in the pond, yeah. kind of up to your waist. All right, you are right. in position. Uh, what do you want to do? I am in position. I will attack that nice. leg. Make it a roll. Oh. -ho. Okay, that will be a 19. 19 hits. What do you want to do? All right, so I get two attacks per action. So what I think I'll do is I'm going to do a battle axe slash and then also a war hammer nice go ahead and roll in like for the, the opposite direction and uh all how right. much damage you hit so how much damage was that sorry uh i i haven't rolled my damage yet okay go ahead and roll the damage it definitely hit it doesn't ha it seems definitely. to be pretty easy to hit this thing because it's really big are you dual wielding yeah i am dual wielding okay because then you actually get three attacks if you want you'd have oh. Oh, two yeah. attacks with your attack and a bonus action offhand. But the offhand, you don't add your attribute bonus. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so for the Warhammer, that will be a 12 damage. 12 nice. bludgeoning damage. Um, with the Battle Axe, it will be 7 points of slashing damage. Uh, all right. And you get one more attack, technically. So go for it. And any of these, you can drop smite into, if you feel so inclined. 19 right. points. Nice, nice. You're just hacking away at the leg uh, and the side. Like, your, your hammer, you hit it in the ribs, and it kind of just vibrates. It's almost like hitting fleshy rock. And then you just take a chunk <laughs> out of its knee, 
Um, and then you get one more swing with either of the weapons. It's your choice, your main weapon. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll go with uh, the Warhammer and add Divine Smite on that as well. Nice. Well, I don't you can get drop the... it on any that hit. Yeah. Oh. Okay, that would be 5 plus 2d8 radiant damage. Uh, what was the attack roll? Uh, that was a 5. Total of five? That's gonna miss. Total of five. Sorry. Uh, oh wait, sorry. That I was rolling my. Oh yeah. D8. Roll d20. Sorry. I I didn't. I rolled d20. It's okay. not quite auto hit. It's only got uh, pretty low <laughs> AC, but not that low. Oh okay. Sorry. Rolled my d20. This time I was just rolling damage. Um, with the attack roll, that will be a. Does that get the? DC this DC, gets your proficiency does... bonus and your uh, any other bonuses. This is your main okay, weapon. So... so we get like plus three and then with your strength, uh, okay. your strength is either plus three or plus four, I think, depending whether your strength is 16 or 18. So it's, so it's plus seven, so 24. 24 hits for days. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say, if you roll over 13, you hit him. Like you okay, get over right. 13. Like, it's easy to hit this thing. So, I, I previously rolled a 5. Alright. Uh, I guess I, I do 5. And if I add in Divine Smite. Yeah, go for it. You guys are just. Bum, 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 and it doesn't <laughs> seem to even react to the hits yet. <laughs> That's 9. 9 more points of Divine Damage. This this flash, almost like sparks when an uh when a hammer hits on an anvil of like a anvil, red heart yeah. red hot thing it just <laughs> sparks fly off your hammer and uh it does an extra um uh how many sorry nine so it'd be five plus nine okay cool all right Oops. all right that brings it up nice all right, all right. You're definitely doing some damage to this thing, but it's still not sl not slowing down. Coming up next, we have <laughs> Gex, followed by, uh, well, Rook soon enough. Gex, what do you want to do? Rinse and repeat. Oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> I almost forgot. Oh, that's fitting. Okay, nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um... <laughs> So the old guy, uh, as you call him, Jerry. Jerry, like, back, back crawls away from the the thing. He's like, must, must go faster, must go faster. Um, sorry, I had to throw it in there. Um, and then uh, <laughs> he extends a hand and just goes, and yeets a, a bit of flame at this thing. Uh, might hit. Nope, doesn't. The flame goes wide and hits a tree. And then lights the tree on fire, and there's now a nice little backlight as the flames start to spread <laughs> amongst the trees. Um, there you go. Uh, and, then, and he's like, oh! Whiskers. Okay, that's it. All right, next is Gex. Rinse and repeat. Make your roll, sir. Mm -hmm. uh, you are not currently hidden, though, so if you want sneak attack, you got to hide as a bonus. Then get in there. Go invisible. Would, would my invisibility not make me sneaky? When you first went invisible, that's what bought you. But now once you attack, it, invisibility drops, unless it's greater invisibility. 
you could oh, also yeah, just yeah. flank him because he's already flanked. Yeah, you could just and flank. You could sneak attack. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, you could run up next to Tillman, get a free flank. Okay. So, 19. Nice. Hit. Or... Plus... Same spot? Oh, so I don't get sneak attack, though. Yeah. You get sneak uh, attack. You, you, you do, do get sneak attack because you're flanking. Because uh, another party member is within five feet of the enemy. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So for a total of 20. Woo. All right. Are you still working that tendon or something else? Oh, I, I yeah, I'm trying to hobble this thing. So. Nice. All right, you just get <laughs> right on, in there. Um, so you do manage to damage the tendon. Why don't you tell us what that looks like as you're running at the T-Rex? Yeah, he'll run at him, just like fully stab right in there, wrench the, you know, sword through it. Ideally, what you're hoping to see is like the muscle go up into the leg. Yeah, and that is it exactly. You just, you're finally sawing at the same spot that Tillman uh, clipped earlier, and you're just like, and you just torque your way through and the blade finally cuts through with this spray of blood just splashes across Tillman as he's standing there and um, and the and the muscle goes up and just this wound begins to spread of its own accord and blood just begins pouring down the creature's just like and turns um, its head towards you it did not like that not one little bit alright coming up next it's its turn. Um, so, it's going to make an attack on you, Gex, uh, with its massive toothy maw. Does a 28 hit you? He said, um, like dick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, that's going to be 33 points of damage. How you doing? I want to. Well, I'm gonna uncanny dodge it. Okay, that's for sure. Nice. Okay, so you take Flat. half, right? I take half, so that Ooh. brings it down to what? That would you be 16. Uh, sixteen points of damage. Yeah. So then I'm also gonna do the old stones endurance thingamajigger on it. All right. I gotta roll a d12 here to determine. Is that also a reaction or just auto? Uh, it's a reaction. You can only use it then on so the dodge. One of those then. Well, so yeah, yeah. So uncanny dodge. So. Yeah, that's probably best. So you take sixteen <laughs> points of piercing damage as these massive teeth just clamp, basically on your shoulder and a bit of your arm, and um and just and it only clipped you, just like half of its mouth. Why? Um, you're medium size, barely. You're pretty big, but you're still medium. So you are grappled, and you are now considered restrained as it hefts you up off of your feet, up into the air, your legs, and your shoulder just pinning oh as the teeth dig slowly further and further into your shoulder and your torso. All right, that is uh, its like first move. Its second move, it's going to thrash its tail in the opposite direction. Uh, I'm going to need... Anybody on that side, which is Hilda and one of the, um, one of the like mooks who's running off into the jungle. Um, hope that's not a bad term. I don't even know these days. Is that a bad term? 
<laughs> one of the one Not of the yet. semen. I don't think one so. of the semen that came with you. There you go. It's a foolish, insignificant, or contemptible person. Okay, so I don't think that's against like a particular race or creed. We don't do. I don't. I don't brook no nonsense about that anywhere here. Um, <laughs> and if I do it by accident, I apologize profusely. All right. Nonetheless, oh, Mook is okay. Mook is okay. You've heard it here first, folks. Mook, Mook is, is fine. Okay. <laughs> With a 25, Mook is dead. Uh, as the oh, tail just... No, man. Clobbers no, one of these guys, and he just goes... Poo, 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 hits a tree and stays. Because the branches have pinned through its torso. And the guy's just like... And it's Gilligan this time. He's like... Oh, didn't Gilligan run in the forest? Oh, no, Gilligan ran away. You're right. This is unnamed yeah, mook number four. It's just like... <laughs> this is unnamed mook number four. He's like Wait, a slightly Barry, less Barry's lucky true. Rambo, if you know what I'm talking about. Anybody who's seen that movie? Is the branches just piercing right through him, and he's just like... Oh, no. <laughs> um, mook number four. All right. Uh, and it's only one target. Which makes Hilda very lucky, because that could have been Hilda. All right, coming up next. Oh. Coming up next. Rook, followed by Tillman. What are you doing? Uh, okay, Rook's going to take out his bow and shoot it. Make your shot. Uh, you can try to bonus action hide, like peek behind the rock and poke up on the other side. I should stop. Uh, uh, not Roll this stealth. time. Roll stealth for me if you want. If you want to. <laughs> Named Mook number four. It was, it was uh, 19 to hit? 19 to hit. That hits. Okay. Apply. Applier le damage. S'il vous plaît. <laughs> All righty. There we go. That arrow sinks in is just making it. And he's knowing that he, he can't just hide there. He, he is back. He's moving away. Yeah, that's right. You now. Little feet. Little feet. Yeah. Moving 30 away. feet the other way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. That's eight. Uh, okay. Nicely done still going strong it's starting to show a little bit of wear and tear a mm. little bit it's got bloody it's gashed that it's limping as it tries to move with that one bad leg um all right coming up next tillman how familiar would tillman be with these creatures i don't know how familiar is he with the canon of jeff goldblum films not very okay so it's big it's a lizard and it's got big teeth and a massive tail gex is, is in its mouth and gex is it... literally in its mouth do i know it's... just gonna do I show know... you a little bit of my um my I'm, I'm literally looking at like that right now although that's a dragon but it's similar there you go that's what you can picture okay there he is. That's what's on my wall. All right, Tillman, what are you doing? All right. 
Hellman assess the situation a little bit. He's going to take uh, his halberd. He's going to reach towards the underarm of his small arms. Ooh. This creature's got to be ticklish. Hit him in <laughs> ticklish. I like it. I like it a lot. Go ahead and make your roll, sir. Roll to tickle. Tickle that T-Rex. <laughs> 24. 24 hits. You're like oh, nice. right up in the tickle zone. <laughs> All right, That's a job, Gex. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to make it to a constitution saving throw. It's pretty conny, though. Ooh, that's a big roll. 21. So it does not drop uh, Gex, but good try. How much damage did you do, sir? I'll count it as damage as well as you get that pike bit in there. Like seven. A spiky bit. Uh, seven. Nice. All right. And I'll, uh, I'll cast a healing word on, on Gex. Ooh, nice. All right. Make the roll for the d4. Yep. Six points of healing for you there, Gex. I'll take it. Out of curiosity, what word do you say to heal Gex? <clears throat> Remember the old mice. There you go. <laughs> if you like apply gold. it, maybe you'll stink hard it's enough. The, it's the healing <laughs> Remember the healing properties of old mice. <laughs> it's like spraying Windex on something. You're like, just just rub some old old mice on it. <laughs> My fat, big fat Greek wedding. It's like dryer sheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. We've all done that. All right. Um. <laughs> All right, thank you, Tillman. Uh, any other bonus act? Oh, no, that was your bonus. All right. Uh, and you're staying right up base-to-base -base with this thing, or are you making a move back? Yep. Okay, nope. cool. I'll, I'll stay uh, put. The rest of the crew scatters and flees, and most of them are out of range by this point, so it's just down to you guys and this monstrous creature. Hilda, what do you want to do? Uh, I... I'm going to continue attacking the same spot on the leg, if if it's still. Uh, yeah, you'll have to kind of sidetrack about five feet to kind of find that exact spot, but you can get in there. Go for it. Okay. Oh, oh no, that wasn't that one. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a miss. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I just you do don't... roll with advantage. Oh, yeah. You do have advantage. That's true. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's a two. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, this you is not a that one. Burn but... that dice. Dear God. All right. <laughs> gotta get me a new dice. Execute strategic non-consistent clubbing. Oh, dear. So you go to hit this thing? And it just, you kind of go behind its knee as oh, it's no. moving. And it just, like, pulls you along a little bit. Um, I'm going to get you to do a strength saving throw real quick. Ten. Okay, you're fine. Um, so it was ten. You managed to just hold on to your hammer. Uh, it doesn't get pulled from your grasp, but it almost did. Uh, all right, you do have your offhand and another main attack. 
Uh, and you get advantage on all of these because it's it's flanked with Tillman, so keep rolling them dice. All right. Uh, I will keep rolling. Okay, this one is a 13. 13? Uh, that just hits. Roll your damage. Okay. That is a... I'm trying to do math. <laughs> 11. 11 points of damage with the battleaxe. All right, nice. You get it kind of sink into Getting. his thigh, that, or like right up on its hip. Bing! You kind of have to jump a bit to do it. You dig it in and it slides a little digging in. Pull it back out again. All right. And you get one more swing with the battle axe if you want. Or sorry, Warhammer if you want it. Warhammer. All right. This dual wielding palette is just like. Bah, bah, bah. Okay, we'll, we'll take that better roll. Uh, that will be an 18. That hits. Roll for damage. Ooh. 10. 10 points of damage. Oof. It's starting to add up. This creature is limping and is just trying to... <laughs> looking around and is trying to, trying like, to heft Gex up in the air so he can do the catch and swallow thing, but it's not quite able to lift him because he's a bit too heavy and... You're kind of ragdolling, so it can't quite throw you in the right way to swallow you. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, let's uh, let's see what the little old elf guy does. Um, uh, the little old elf dude is going to... Um, he mutters something in elvish, and you just see him, like, leap up and tries to... No, he, he's going to... He, you see him just go... And this this mist is all that's left of him and starts to blow away. And then he appears on the top of this thing with one leg braced on Gex's back. And he's pulling up on the jaw to try to get the teeth to come out of uh, Gex's back. And he's yelling, wow. drop it, drop it. Robert, <laughs> I said, drop it. Wait, well, no. <laughs> Big bull. Bad <laughs> okay. Uh, and he's trying to do a strength check to try to give you, uh, to help you get out of this. Um, so, you will have advantage as he's spending the rest of his turn to aid you in trying to escape. Coming up next, Gex. Yeah, this time I'm going to uh, inflict wounds upon him. Because okay. I can't, now, just can't so very you know, well not touch him. It's true. Just so you know, you could spend your action to try to escape its maw. Or you could do this action. It's up to you. I'm just pointing it out. It's an action to try to get out. Or you can stay put and just try to wreak, wreak havoc. Your call, dude. Uh... Go big or go home. I want. I want to try to like remove its jaw with this spell if I can. Nice. Okay, make your spell attack. You will have advantage because it is right up. Normally it'd be disadvantage, but I will say you have advantage. So let's say those two counter each other out. Just straight roll spell attack damage. Go for it, my my sir. Okay, twenty one on the casting of the spell. That's a hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. 
And do do I get to add anything for that because of there being someone near me, or does that not count with the spell? Unfortunately, so. just sneak attack on that. Yes. No. Yeah, yeah, twenty straight on. Twenty-two, nonetheless. Twenty-two points of damage, or twenty-two to hit. Damage. Okay. Twenty-two damage. Holy it's crap! Hold on it's a second. 3D. Okay. Describe it, sir. You are literally in his mouth. How do you destroy this creature? So essentially, I imagine it like I brace my back against his upper jaw. I kind of like grab his lower jaw with my hands. Maybe if I can get a foot in there and just push. And it's just like and the upper section just pulls away and the lower jaw dislocates and falls aside and as the spell goes off because that's just the muscle power as the spell goes off you just go and you sit down like hard on his tongue and this necrotic rot just spreads out from basically your junk and just goes all up the tongue and it's like and the lower jaw just rots away like this this part and the bones are the last thing to go and then it just d- detaches and you just come falling out of this creature as the necrotic rot spreads all across throughout this head leaving just the skeleton behind and it just <laughs> And it just falls down. And you're just standing there amongst these bones and this rotten sinew uh, and black ichor as it just... And blood and whatever remains of poor Jonas. And everybody just takes this in. Wow. Is that a new old mice spell scent? (laughs) Old mice scent? Yeah, it's a new stunt I've been working on. (laughs) You just stand there, dust yourself off, and you have successfully defeated the T-Rex. It had 136 hit points. You did 137, sir. (laughs) All right. That is one less T-Rex. And um, as it falls, the the old elf kind of lands and just kind of pats this skull. Huh. Bad boy. Bad boy. <laughs> you know, the existence of this creature is information that would have been helpful to us yesterday. <laughs> it, well, he did describe it. Mean bull. <laughs> it is a big one. This is Robert. I've been dodging him for, like, months. <laughs> well, Jerry, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't just think we should sit. eat his flesh. Just gonna sit down for a minute. Here. <laughs> and you're all just at the watering hole, and the rest of the people are like, Oh my god! <laughs> running off into the forest. Eventually, with the help of your familiar, you round up the rest of the crew, get most of them back to the shore. Um, can you go ahead and roll a D... Uh, let's go with a D8. Somebody. Somebody. Doesn't matter. 
Oh, you let Hill. You let. <laughs> you let Timely roll. Oh my God. Okay, what did you roll, Timely? By the way, you're rolling for how many crew members made it back to shore? Out of the original um, five that ran away. I I rolled a one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just Gilligan. Everyone else is dead. Wow. Just Gilligan comes walking out. Half his clothes are torn off. He's all covered in blood. Maybe his own. And he just comes stumbling out. <laughs> I've seen things. I have seen things. I'm so sorry, Mooks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think at this point we, we have to conscript Jerry. <laughs> all right um you get fresh crew members you manage to get some more water um although that particular water source you're going to want to go upstream of the rotting body uh and drag it yeah. out of there you manage to refresh your water supplies um can i get you to just do me one more favor just somebody you can decide who Go ahead God. and roll a D100. Oh, my God. I, before you do that, I am declaring that, I, that I'm that i wanting to harvest leather. In 45. That's fair. I, this will, I will take its hide, I will tan it, and I will have armor made out of it. I was inside it, and I did not die. Did someone 45. roll it? I already uh, rolled. 25 or 45? 45. 45. 45. Can I get your roll again, sir? Sorry, we've already had that uh, one. And uh, Kelpo comes walking out of the woods. No. <laughs> 16. 16. All right. You guys managed to get the supplies back to the ship. You've managed to get enough timber to affect your repairs. Um, they've effectively pseudo, not beached, well, somewhat beached the ship, and they've been patching it for the next couple days. And as the as you get the last bit of of nails hammered in, the tar slapped on on that on that section, the captain looks at you and says, "Good job, everyone. Looks like we'll be ready to sail. We should probably wait until the next tide, so we'll leave in the morning." And Tammy kind of calls out as you're all gathered on the sh on the deck of the ship. You've just had a funeral for the lost crew, and uh, uh, and J uh, do a persuasion check for me, Jer uh, Gex. Am I giving a speech now? Is that what's going on? Ooh, seven. What do you say to Jerry to try to convince him to come? Well, Jerry, I've just murdered all your friends. I mean, you might as well join us now, I guess. Oh, you mean Robert? No, I didn't like him. He was an ass. Um, actually, you made my life here better. I don't need to dodge him. All I need to worry about is um, his eight brothers and the Black Death. Uh, that is still quite a bit. Still quite a lot. It's been fun, though. It's been ages oh. since I've, I've spoken to people. It's been so much fun. You know what? You guys are welcome back here anytime. And he offers around a bunch of coconuts to the whole bunch of, uh, to all of you. 
He's been collecting them and and a couple of uh, a couple of, of like crazy looking weird birds all bring coconuts for the crew. And he's like, and there's all these like eight birds come flying around and then fly off and get more and fly back. And um, he furnishes you with fresh fruit, berries, coconut, and uh, and uh, bananas. He says, something tells me I'm not quite done with this place yet. But thank you. And if I ever change my mind, you'll be the first to know. Um, sure. I don't know how I'll get a message to you, but, you know. Send it by Sea Eagle. Send it by oh. the Mean Gulls. Or What's the, the gulls? name? Anyway, and he scritches your, your, your familiar. Give scritches, neck scritches to your familiar. Oh, his name? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> Secret. And it, he listens for a little while and looks at it. <laughs> and then he walks over and he gives these big, stinky old, stinky fishman hugs to everybody. And they're just way too lingering as he's like, Good travels. Be safe. May the sea bless you. I will remember you. He goes around the whole, all of you, even the crew. It's like, it takes a while. Um, and as he's hugging Gex, he whispers in your ear, Esten. Her name is Esten. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Not unnerved by that at all. I'll pick up a few mushrooms from my shell and give it to him as a, as a parting <laughs> gift. Thank you. <laughs> I know just the spot. And he goes and gets a handful of soil and starts to plant some of them and eats one of them. And his pupils <laughs> go... <laughs> 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 and he's waving. With the ships over there, oh, he's waving. <laughs> All right, and that I think concludes as you guys are ready to push off, having repaired your ship and uh, met somebody, but not quite convinced him to come with you. As you oh, head on with your mission, and we'll see what what comes of that next time. All right, well. That was a thing. Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, we are going to turn to the audience or to you guys, get a name for tonight's episode. Um, that was somewhat planned. <laughs> you know, unexpected surprise beach vacations. <laughs> Which is also the name of our second sponsor. Oh. Okay, I look forward to seeing that. Audience, if you want to uh, type in your suggestions, do so quickly. Uh, for tonight's episode, we got unex What was it again? Unexpected. Surprise beach vacations. Okay. I kind of like that. Um, it's pretty redundant. But it's yeah. a little long. That's the only thing. I like I like them quick and punchy. Club Med for crazies. It's the same number of words. That's true. Unexpected. <laughs> surprise beach vacation all right i like that what about um 
Uh, any parting words as you push off from this unnamed island? Well, Get wrecked, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. <laughs> Done that. <laughs> oh, I'll certainly remember that smell. Your asshole park. <laughs> I kind of like that one. Your asshole park. Jurassic. <laughs> All right, I think that might be the one. Jurassic Hole Park. Unless the internet pi pipes in, we're going to go with Jurassic Hole Park. All right. And uh, <laughs> memories of uh, that guy that got killed, Jonah. All right. Oh, thanks. poor Jonas. Must run faster. All right, thanks, everybody. I think we're going to sign off there for the week. Uh, I don't know if we'll be back next week or whether we're going to take a little pause. I know one of you can't make it next week and the other one can't make it the other week. Uh, so we might carry on. We might do a shadow run in its place. Um, we'll, Actually, we'll... all of us like can make it. It's it's later on. It's after. Oh, so, like, see, I don't know time. Because Timely's <laughs> like June. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. And I'm and I'm two weeks from that from next week. So okay, I think so we, we might be know. okay for next week. So tune in next week as we get back on track to finish the mission to sort out things unknown complete what you have started and now without further ado we're gonna sign off thanks very much everybody take care of yourselves take care of each other and for goodness sake wear old mice i mean it's good enough for crazy fish man it's good enough for you all right have a fantastic <laughs> that got more serious than i meant to have a fantastic night stick around for the creative commons credits and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody, and good night. You know what? What the hell? I think you're all level six. You just fought a mother T Rex. <laughs> you're level six. That's that's Yay. canon now. I also said a long time ago you were gonna level quickly, so let's do it. You're level six now. Take that. It I can destroy undead. <laughs> <laughs>